0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Journey Through Time and Stuff. My name is Old Aaron Grillmaster. I'm going to call myself Old Aaron Grillmaster today. You could maybe call me Old Aaron Fumblefingers, Fingers, uh, Old Aaron uh, Cherry Lime White Claw. Smokes a lot. Old Aaron smokes a lot. I'll take that one too. Uh, today we're going to jump right into it. Uh, I have uh, an illustrious guest. It is his second time back on the show. He is the myth. He is the legend. The one and only Mick Whitney. Welcome back, buddy. What's up, brother? (laughs) It's funny because I, you know, you make it sound show official. Ooh, you're back. Oh wait, hold on. I have a
1: button. You got it. Here
0: we go. What's up, brother? Yeah. How you doing? Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Our giant crowd. Hey. You go. Uh, you know, it's it, today. Today has been a nice day, man. Oh, it's uh, a wonderful day, man. I, you know, I, I enjoyed the fact that uh, we we got to spend a bunch of time hanging before. Amen, brother. Amen. Because it really, you know, it, it's been a year. The last time we were on was June of 2019, mm. and uh, it was, you know, it, it was funny because even in the conversation we were having earlier, uh, it was right before you went up to Fish Camp last year, and now you had come back. You know, yeah. And so it's kind of it's almost a year apart, but so much has changed. Oh my god! In a year, yeah, man. I mean, what, what is what is Mick life like right now?
2: Well, right now, not much different, other than no playing music uh, live and yeah. you know that kind of stuff. But otherwise, uh, I've been really blessed, man, and I'm completely thankful. I mean, when this whole pandemic kicked off, I thought, oh, you know, because I paint for a living and. uh you know, who the f- i can't go to somebody's house right well it, man it, <laughs> have been you been busier than ever yeah yeah i mean really blessed i mean you know it is that time of year at the same time and then when things started to open up people got way more you know yeah so yeah there's it's it's the season and i mean i'm not really dealing with anybody you're standing apart i wear a mask anyways
0: yeah, you know, you know what I mean. So, especially when you're actually painting, right? Yeah. I'm geared up, you know, yeah. ain't nothing,
2: yeah. and and I'm outside mostly. I mean, I did I did do an interior, but it was it was new construction. Nobody was there. But anyways, yeah, I've been. It's, it hasn't changed much other than the music thing. Well, and
0: it's it's not hard to be distanced twenty feet up on a ladder, is it? Nobody wants to do that shit. <laughs> <man. Nobody>. Yeah, <laughs> I told you earlier we did some forty foot shit,
2: man. Fuck you showed that. me the ladder sitting oh, on top of your Jesus van.
0: Jesus Christ, dude! What is it like sitting up there forty feet? 50 40 feet in the air uh, uh, uh and then you're looking down and that ladder i don't look banana-ing. down i don't look down you don't no nah, man and since the weight loss the ladders are way easier i'll say that off the bat yeah more balance you know i want to say you, you look great i'm happy oh. to see that that it, it in the year all you did was get better looking <laughs> <laughs> you ain't
2: make me blush man no it's a ladder it sucks this sucks. I mean, you're focused. How are you doing? I These are, are good. Okay. But, you know, the best they've ever been, to be honest, yeah. Really? Oh, I mean for my for the weight. For what I'm doing and cuz they, you know, yeah. don't uh, anybody that does that kind of, you know, on your feet all day, you know, you know, you bend over, you're whatever. <laughs> yeah. And it, you know, as you get older, you just, you got to keep moving after work. I find doing the yoga after work is the most beneficial. Yeah. It feels better to get it done earlier in the day, because sure. then I feel accomplished all day, right? And I have this weird like uh, if I don't do it, because I have been working enough where sometimes I'm not doing it, but uh, after it, oh, it's just better. It doesn't ache as much, inflammation
0: is down. Mm-hmm. I let the joint go out. You're fine. We got more. You, um, you're, you're uh, yeah. I, 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 I like find it. I find when when something you know I get off work and I've had a hard day. I've been on my feet for nine hours on concrete plus everything yeah, else that's happened. worse yeah. you know um luckily i have real nice boots so dude
2: i just bought these sketchers with the uh they're not steel toe but i figure what they call it composite toe waterproof Skechers. i have been like i've been like suction cup man on roofs it's fucking awesome <laughs> and, yeah and the only thing is there i got the wide ones right so on the left. <laughs> on the ladder runs i'm i'm like the shoes are hitting like i have to be careful yeah it's fun. but the, that's it's been me- amazing on my feet yeah. man
0: that's catchers huh yeah yeah i have to from for my work i got to wear leather boots just because oil i work around a lot of oil yeah. and so if i don't and, yeah, my and, old man was a mechanic yeah yeah and you i remember you told me the last time um and master master mechanic was he mm, i got the old chrysler awards fuck yeah they're gold-plated uh some kind of metric tools the only cool thing I have from way back in the day that's at all plated, you can see on my hobby shelf right there next to the Rush cars and the Camaro model oh, and all that okay. stuff. On the back, see that metal medallion on the back? Yep, that right there. That is from the Seattle Trade Tower. Sweet. Back in the six, eight, back in the late, no, sorry, it would have been late 70s, early 80s. My dad and his best friend were in the tower going to do something. I can't remember what they said they were doing, but my, my namesake, my middle name is Otis. Mm-hmm. Ah, that is okay. from an Otis elevator. Pull that thing down. It is a giant brass medallion. That was in the floor. I put my glasses on. Yeah, that was in the floor of the elevator. It says Otis. That's, 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 ass, man. that's the original Otis elevator oh logo. Gosh, on the elevator. Yep, sitting yeah. down in the bottom middle of the elevator. That's really cool. And my dad was with his best friend, Otis. Cool album cover. Isn't it kind of neat? If I was going to do something named Otis. Earth and
2: what is it? Earth
0: to Ashes. Earth to Ashes. The album Otis. <laughs> maybe man and uh so so in the elevator back in the day you know there were no cameras back in the yeah, day. yeah. F- pulled his knife out and fucking picked that out of the elevator oh, in yeah, there yeah. kept it around handed it to my dad otis is now dead the guy i'm named after uh he's now dead you know obviously he died before i was born so that's why i got the name yeah. but i got ha- passed that down that's, so that's awesome that's the only cool thing i have from you know my dad back oh, in the man, day. my dad
2: had a, also an award they were a set of uh punches they're all gold-plated you know, oh, obviously never used them. Mechanic punches. Yeah, yeah. yeah the real deal. And uh yeah, all kinds of stuff. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool, man. I watched him sell so many tools you shit your pants on the tools he sold for moving from Alaska to Oregon. Oh.
1: Back okay. after up well, there, I right? this
2: was like early two thousands. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And they just wanted out 'cause they were he was getting sick. But anyways, yeah. Man, that's well, cool. we immediately got off track. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We did. We did say right before we started, Vic's like, so do
0: you have a structure to this or are we just going to ramble all over the place? Uh, no, we. Man, that's how it works, man. That's how uh, an actual so conversation right. happens. Oh, when you're yeah, having a real right conversation, right. you go from what's happening to meeting yeah. to work boots to yeah, yeah, man, fathers. And, to cherry lime. Oh, yeah. And, and,
2: oh, dude. Uh, Newsflash. Add the cherry lime white claw.
0: Yeah, if, you're, if you have a black cherry white claw and a lime white claw the natural lime just pour both of them together in one big cup with ice yeah add ice to it and it it is a delicious it's not bad warm not day bad. concoction to just kind right. of you know lubricate um the whole time no man i'm glad i'm go over you, you know uh <laughs> 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 tastes like bikinis and sunshine it does taste like <laughs> bikinis and sunshine well no we had a nice time you know before yeah. like back to you know um I'm so happy cuz of, you know, of the pandemic, of everything that's going on. Um, you know, we've had we have band practices here now, my band, but other than that, you know, like 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 you hinted to you it was funny. You came over and you said, "Is Jason going to be joining us?" Yeah. Oh, I was like, "Shit. That Jason been that long, Jason yeah. lives in fucking Colorado now." Man. Yeah. We should get
2: him on the column? on the eventually yeah on the i video. could just call
0: him and he could hear our voices talk to him on the phone
2: oh there we go if we want to yeah
0: well, right, let's so do it in a bit um okay. but but yeah so he moved uh sh- probably so, give my heads so, up nah nah it's gonna be a surprise call okay, and cool. he'll just have to live with it he'll just have to live with i it. could a- i could answer is this jason
2: <laughs> hey motherfucker <laughs> yes so uh i think you left the fucking shop right uh without
0: owing up bud <laughs> got you on camera <laughs> <laughs> you, he wouldn't he wouldn't expect it all that's you all right. answering I don't my know phone who call. the hell i am it oh that's you know, gonna be funny. Yeah. funny yeah no no so uh you know he they moved jason and jada and we'd lived with them for 10 years yeah yeah um i've you know known them my whole life and uh well you guys are best buds right we, we the, yeah childhood yeah, style a hundred percent from yeah. back in the day and so Jada recently, his wife, um, got reconnected with her younger brother from oh, cool. from her dad's side of the family. They live in Colorado. You Dude, know, they'd, Colorado's beautiful. they'd only met each other once in their entire lives. And then he turns 21. He goes on a road trip, comes to Portland and's like, hey, sis, I'm in town. Like, let's reconnect. You know, she, she's, she's a full grown woman at this time, yeah. 27, 28 years old. He's 20, just turned 21. Yeah. Awesome. And, you know, it was just connection and it was undeniable that she had to go get to know that part of her family they took a trip down there met her grandparents and all the stuff and had this real good like family you know she um, found a whole nother half of herself that she didn't know existed uh,
2: that's amazing man
0: yeah and so so they they went there you know and and jason you know did what any husband loving other half of anybody would do. I don't want to type to just husbands, but any other half of a partnership like that would do is he go, he recognized, Hey, she moved here for me for music. Now uh, I need to move with her for her family. You know, yeah. she moved here for fa- my family. I'm moving there for her family. And, and he's a, uh, he, he's a drummer, singer, guitar player. He does it all, man. Well, and,
2: I know we're alive right now, but, yeah. but uh, remind me, I'll give you Jimmy's number. i don't know if they're near each other but if they are it'd be cool
0: yeah 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 i mean you know so so he's down there he's been working the whole time and uh, unfortunately you know he moved there right at the beginning of a pandemic so they basically moved into their apartment um and then they got a place so they moved in with her brother in the apartment they had they all got one together both couples him uh jason and jada and then uh, her brother, his girl, and their baby—they just had wow. a baby—and wow. so they all, you know, they got a place. They're all living there, but they didn't get to do a lot, man. You know, they they've really been isolated down there. They haven't got well, to check out the state family. they're in. <laughs> yes, that is, yeah, Oops. exactly. No, no, <laughs> yeah. they re- that, that's real that—that's truth, man. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so but but it's been tough, man. It's you can see, you know, we're in a different room that the podcast is in now. I well, this is way better, and. This. And uh it I had to kinda of turn it into something that felt the same but illustrated kind of me it and this
2: needs to be Aaron's your fucking podcast, brother.
0: Yeah. Yeah and, and
2: way to go, Jason. Way to bell, bro.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, he's gonna love that one, man. He's gonna love that. <laughs> no, this feels uh, good. This so, is you're, you're the first. Like I was saying before, man, you're the first one back in the studio. May uh, I break into one of those. No, let's do it right now. You're, you're the first one that's been back. You're the first one that I've had in the place, and I'm I'm so grateful. I'm grateful that you came over. You brought your bass this time, and you yeah. and you shared with me, like y- you, man. You shared. You know, there, there's there's something to be said about talking to one another and hanging out. There's there's something also to be said about uh, sharing music and that intimate Dude, part I, with each other. So,
2: and. you're getting on something that's cool. So, when I was young and I graduated high school, I went to MI after high school. Yeah. And, you know, you're surrounded by, in those days, I, I know they opened up more stuff, but in those days, it was, you know, basically bass players, drummers, and guitar players and there obviously was there'll be some of this left and then uh uh i never experienced there was a few dudes because sitting in a room of just bass players and most of them you feel like are better than you because i was like 19 yeah i didn't know what i had i knew i could play but right uh there was uh, most, I mean, I sat next to this guy, man, and he was going to MI because he was burnt out on medical college. So sure. his vacation, instead of like going home or whatever, he went to another school where they cram you full of information because <laughs> MI is not like, you don't get like, you know, I gra- you can say I graduated from MI or whatever, but it's not like credited, you know, you know yeah. it's not like a something college-y or something. Right. Uh, but they cram you. It was the first time I ever came across like meditation classes and stuff. They offer the students because there's so much information. Yeah. And uh, this dude, he knew every Iron Maiden song, and he was like short hair, regular looking, guy, you know, guy in those days. You know, this is '86. You know, and glasses. Like, and I sat next to him in class, some class, and he just showed me. I mean, I learned a lot of Iron Maiden songs from that guy. Yeah. And they were instant. He's like, Oh yeah, I don't know that. Blah, 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 started playing it like. And this is a, you know, and you're going to be a doctor too. Cool. Good for you, brother. Uh, you <laughs> one know, of those
0: overachieving <laughs> types.
2: Oh, dude. There, the room was full of them. Full of them. And, you know, most of the students that I came across in those days, there were obviously metal guys. Oops. I'm good. Here, yeah. You're good, but, but uh, they were uh, jazz. Yeah. They were doing jazz stuff, man. And fusion was big then.
0: A lot of Jaco Pistorius.
2: That. And, you know, just the rock fusion of jazz and yeah. rock. Yeah, it was big to play. I was not that. I was always a rock guy, and I did not. I wasn't the glam that was happening in Hollywood at the time, obviously. But you were there. Unless You were they, there, unless you was like, part of it, right? No, I did. So I met this guy named Stacy, and <laughs> Stacy was like, say, almost forty and maybe mid thirties, and he played in this band called uh, Kramer, and. I met him through the guy I bought butt off of, and he kind of he kind of like he kind of took me under his wing, showed me how he hooked up his rig. So I the first big rig, I not big. I mean, he's doing clubs that we would go do now. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Right. But I got to go to like Azari's, you know the you know the whatever those in those the roxy and all that i don't remember i don't think we went to the roxy but gazari's which isn't there no more some other club and like you know all those clubs on, on the line it was like a hair mop potty in those days but i went and rode it for him and uh it was the first time i experienced like dummy cabinets went to pick up the cabinets are empty they just held their cords you know uh he showed me hook up his rig you know, they let me come hang out backstage, you know, yeah. in those days. And in Hollywood, that's like a party. And I was standing there one time. I remember we were pretty intoxicated. But I'm looking at this guy. He's long, blonde hair and sleeveless shirt and all these skull tattoos. And I'm just, I'm 19. And I'm like, well, you know, like tripping on his tattoos, whatever, just standing around listening. And he stands up. And he's like, your height, like tall, right? It's fucking Chris Holmes from Wasp. Oh shit. Yeah, you know, and these kind of experiences happened where I didn't know where I was at the time but just grateful and just yeah. you know. Lots of drugs, lots of I kinda of fell off after a semester of school. Mm-hmm. Uh it's just yeah. I played with I got in a band called Forgotten Child.
0: You told yeah, yeah, yeah. It
2: was the crazy days, man. I mean, it was only two and a half years, but completely shaped my musical outlook and i mean hollywood is so full of shit i mean oh, it's, it's the worst <laughs> but it's, you get some, but at a certain point you got to go there you know what i mean no matter what whether you're from there or not you got to go there at least play
0: yeah. yeah 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 that's 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 one of the goals you know, so so we were all planning as a band this year if 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 20 if, you know if the pandemic because right now they're already saying thank you, you if, of course brother they're they're saying nam 2021 is not going to happen this you know, well, this, that's which, a lot of people on spot. Nam's a lot of people, but it's also everything that goes around outside of Nam, and and so you know we were we, been there twice.
2: Have you ninety two and ninety
0: three? Oh, awesome, awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah, we could talk about that later if you want. I would love to.
0: I would love to. Well, <laughs> my you know the guys in my band, lo- they go. You know, Matt goes almost every year to Nam. And um, that's how to
2: get to know folk, man, and, and yeah. make connections. I mean, it's a lot of You got to have that personality. I didn't really get it. I got the hang. As far as after, then no problem. Yeah, but the actual, go talk to that guy and tell him what's up,
0: and you know,
3: right. it was sell a lesson yourself. in sell uh, yourself, right? Yeah, well, is it?
0: Did, do you, does that part of well, okay, let me ask this then. Uh, to to Mick, uh, have you kind of always felt that it's been a little hard to sell you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Why? What do you think that makes you hard to think that you have
2: when you? Or selling something.
0: You have to believe in the product.
2: You do. But there's a weird, cheesy, you know, I'm the best. And it's one thing to talk to somebody. Like, it's one thing to get. See, that was the smooth part. Or the hang part that was cool. Was they would hang with you. And you would open up and you know, like we're doing, say. Yeah. And then they'd be wow, you're really... I would get this. Wow, you're really cool. You know, like... <laughs> because I'd be quiet in, in the different public situations, man. You know? And uh, that's just my personality. Um, yeah, the brooding less silence. Less now, probably, as I'm getting older. Like, yeah, my and filters kind of wear it away. But, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it, I don't know, man. In those days, too, I was younger. So... And very intimidating. I mean, when you go to the NAM, you walk, and you, I mean, I was a little, I got a little drunk and, like, kind of stumbled back into, like, the high because those hotels around the, they open up into bars, right? They get those yeah. portable beer things out, and, uh, you know, I, 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 like, bumped Steve, uh, Gene Simmons, you know, like, in his entourage, yeah, because, you know, I'm a 200-pound guy, you know? Yeah. And, you know, excuse me, and whatever, <laughs> he wasn't, he was, he didn't say nothing to me, he sure. was all good. I, you know, but you ran or, into Gene Simmons I, yeah or I, I was drunk with this guy named Marco who he, I, Gene, dude spoke like five languages I think he was in charge of D drumming those days but the guy in my band Damien Clank before 36 my drummer Duran he had made acquaintances through bros and we got to go to Nam show got, got to do this and he took me twice it was very nice I mean it was a cool experience uh, eating dinner with the band remember the band Gorky Park Oh so yeah I had dinner with them uh Marco this guy Marco was an Italian dude he had a real grappa we he has he said everybody order a glass of champagne and then we poured it on the floor and passed our glasses to him under the table and he filled it with grappa and we drank grappa went outside of this place this place I forget what it was called but they everything was huge portions I mean your salad came in a bowl like this went outside smoked pot out right outside the window like the way that people Hey. You know, this being dipshits partying, yeah. uh, Mark and I got inebriated and like we were we get in the hotel room elevator and we just push all the buttons. And when the door would open we'd jump out and like smash the plants that were around and jump back in the elevator, laugh you know, like whatever. And we get out one point and we smash these things and we look up down the hall and where the there's a, a hotel room door and it's Richie Sambora. Right? And he's like, going into his hotel room is all right. And Ellie sees these two long-haired dipshits <laughs> breaking Chipping shit. Out. And he's like, I just remember him trying <laughs> to get into his room. Like, get the fuck out of here. Dude.
0: So Dude, the, uh, yeah. that is so crazy. Okay, wait. I want to pause on that one moment. Because I always think about this. I, I'm a very exuberant person. I'm a loud person. Especially in my youth. I was someone to do that exact type of behavior. In my 20s, I was the guy to push every button, jump out, wreck shit, jump back in, and laugh your head off because that you created an instance of time that you've moved past immediately, but for somebody else, they're going to stumble upon that instance for the first time later. Well, and you you have a memory of jumping out, seeing this guy, and all he has a memory of is standing there in a quiet, peaceful hallway,
1: and all of a sudden, bang, explosion, and then, and then it's gone, and...
0: He's then left still not in his room yet and like all that happened and you know, nah, that's a wild instance to be a part of, Mick. Well, that's- yeah, we, <laughs> so uh,
2: my buddy Duran and I, we party and we go back to hotel room and there's a Del Taco right across the street and we're, we're hungry. So we don't have a car. Yeah. So we, <laughs> we go over and get in line on foot. And we get to the window, and they're like, "We can't serve you guys. You got to be in the car." And my buddy's like, "Oh yeah, we'll be right back." So we went back to the hotel room, flagged the, flagged the taxi down, got in the taxi. He's like, "Where are you going?" We're like, "The Del Taco." He's like, he looks at us like, dude. We're like, "Look, we'll pay the fare and we'll buy you dinner." You know? He's like, "Deal." Drive us through. We get to the window. He's like, "Fuck you, bitch!" Look, we we're here in the car. <laughs>
3: now get me my damn food del <laughs> taco
0: oh that's fucking amazing man what oh, yeah. years what years were you down in hollywood for playing well i that?
2: i graduated high school in 86 worked that yeah. summer was down there for the next semester of mi so i was there from 86 to 88 gotcha about a year two years and a half just a little longer
3: yeah
0: yeah was it that you had enough did it did it wear on you Well,
2: (laughs) so I met my first wife down there. And as a young man, 20, 20, fell in love. Yeah.
0: That's one 20-year-old does.
2: Like, just, you know, head over heels and got her pregnant. Good job. Or, yeah, you know, and then when that happened... She went, she was from Syracuse and she went back. She had also called my folks on me, told them I was slamming dope, which I was mm. doing at the time. A lot of cocaine. Yeah. Uh, still held down a job sometimes. Hell of a drug. And just yeah. <laughs> starting to dabble in heroin as well. Oof. And once my folks, that kind of killed me because I was close to my folks. Uh. So she goes back to. Syracuse uh I flew back to Alaska Mm. well I was home for probably one or two days and my dad was getting ready to go moose hunting and he took me with him so I kicked whatever I had I had a quarter ounce of Thai bud that I took with me flew with it in those days yeah uh anyways went out in the woods man you know fucking up to Petersville and 40 miles off the road where the road stops and 40 miles back on a track vehicle and set up camps and I had a great time with my dad and, you know, he basically helped me d- kick all kick. that shit. I mean, you know, yeah, I've dabbled here and there through the years, but nothing like that. That was well, like, well, a, I, mean, I mean, that's all I did uh, as far as I would work for the weekend, but the weekend wasn't just drinking. Right. It was hard. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I went for like a week you know
0: what are the week-long weekends Uh, yeah
2: and then you know and then we wouldn't do nothing for a while and then i'll gather money and so it wasn't we weren't like we didn't get heavy enough yet right but
0: it was bad enough and you reckon did you recognize it too were you seeing it yourself sitting there in the time recognizing it or were you caught up in just how fucking fun it was? Because I, I know, I see your face. You're you're smiling <laughs> because you're going, like, yeah, it was I, bad. I
2: had no worries in those days uh, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, no no kids. no. Uh, you know, my folks did help me out, but I had gotten a, like a student loan to, and I had budgeted it out and, and I worked. I, I did side jobs. I didn't like there were low times, obviously. Whatever, gave blood, borrowed, went to the food bank, all kinds of shit. But uh, there, there was no never any thieving, right? Never any. Yeah, you kept above that line. I, tr- yeah, and it, I, well, it was my company as well. It was my best friend Tony at the time too. He, he would do just as much, but there was a no time limit, and he knew it. And he's, you know, he would save us all the time. And, and then I learned from that. And, you know, yeah. it would save him. and right. go back and forth. Yeah. So that that kept us from doing that. And then once I left and was out of that atmosphere, even if I wanted to go do something, I didn't know. I'm sure I could have found it, obviously. But, I mean, even if I wanted I had to, have to, you'd have to go, you'd have you'd have to to do to go ask strangers. And, you know, it's one thing to ask somebody for weed. But it's another thing to ask them for cocaine or heroin or something. Fuck yeah. So, anyways yeah that was a that was a deep thing so yeah i i went back to alaska we did the moose hunt thing came back and then i worked all summer and i flew to syracuse and we got you know we got married there and then tried to make it there Lasted the summer and hit my folks up for rent to help with rent and my dad was like i'll pay your rent once or you fly back to alaska and i knew if i went back to alaska i could work and, and eventually work out and that's what we did
3: uh, All right
0: yeah. wow holy shit it, uh, it here's what's here's what's kind of blowing my mind a little buddy is we f- i feel man you you <laughs> this is always hard to put into words it's like you you've had a bunch of lives. It's funny you say that because the
2: gal the day when I did the power wash, uh, we were just talking about whatever. I was telling about music and moving to Oregon and stuff. She's like, "Wow, you, uh, you've had quite the life." Yeah. And yeah, man, a bunch that's of them. amazing. Does it? Do you feel like the same person through all of it, or do you feel? I feel like the same person that gains knowledge and tries to use that knowledge for wisdom yeah. uh, and pass it on, in my actions first, and yeah you know, and I'm not always successful, obviously, but
0: that's funny. Yeah. yeah. I, for myself, I, you know, I think back to me, even just, you know, (laughs) it's funny. I was, I was, I listened, like I told you, I listened back through our last conversation, which everybody, if you're listening now and you want to know more, go back and listen to that. Um, and you know, it's funny you, you had, you know, you talked about we spent a lot of time in in your thirties the last time because that was just when you joined thirty six and everything right, kind of yeah. started there. I the whole life for that. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean, and and so you've had you had this entire life before that, and so I kind of I'm trying to take you because I connect so deeply to you, dude, and and I, I think about the life I led in the twenty in my twenties versus <clears throat> the life I'm leading in my thirties, and I I see the the contrast between those two lives, but if I really the person i intrinsically feel who i am right now i don't connect to the guy i was that i can look back and go oh yeah that that was me when i was 20 right but i as a person the person i am now i do not like i don't believe the same things that guy believed i don't connect to him i the what mattered mm-hmm. to me then is nothing that matters to me now really? and so it's it's awesome to hear that you feel like you've been you and just moved through this blocks of time and kind of existed in this space, moved out, existed in the next space, but it's been you the whole time? Is that kind of? Uh,
2: I am thankful. I would say yes. I mean, I yeah. guess you talk to people that know me through the different years it would probably be the best evidence, but sure. uh, I contribute that to my folks, man. I mean, my folks had me later in life. Uh, my mom. Yeah. You know, she had like five miscarriages before me, <laughs> had a child that lasted a year and then died. So by the time I came along, you know, I got put on a pedestal. And not that I was spoiled, I, I don't believe that, but I was definitely knew I was loved. Uh, you know, uh, and I was shy as a kid. I mean, I uh, I had braces on my like Forrest Gump style shit on my legs oh, first. Oh. Leg braces. Uh, oh, yeah, with the steel oh. rods down the sides. The the rods were welded into the shoe. Well, however, they make them permanent into the shoe. I had to keep them on my body 24 hours a day. No they, way. The only time I could take them off was Saturday morning cartoons for that two hours, whatever it is. You know, Scooby Doo, Speed Racer, Captain Caveman, you know, shit like that. And uh All the oh, hanna, hanna Barbera Bugs, and, uh, Looney Tunes, yeah, the, the, yeah. and Looney Tunes, yeah, yeah, obviously. I love that. Yeah. Uh but How, I so what, can I ask? Uh I was born just I was just well, all the complications Were you my young? mom had I was yeah, well, from so Early <laughs> yeah, wow, I mean okay, early. early. I was two months preemie, Uh uh, lungs collapsed, hips turned in, so my feet were, you know, like this. You're pigeon-toed. Pigeon-toed. Yeah. Uh, wow. My mom, like, they kept me in a, you know, incubator for a bit. Uh, my mom didn't see me for the first nine days. Uh, you know, they and she was, there was a C-section, so she was ill. And it was like 67. So she, like, the story that she told me was she rolled out of, you know, once you can get out of bed, you can see your child, so she just rolled out of bed, you know. So anyways, they brought me to her, obviously. But uh, wow. yeah, so the, so I had the cast from when I was born, actually. Yeah. And my mom had them. Uh, so then, yeah, I had braces. And so, you know, I would get teased and stuff once I got into school. And my dad finally was like, son, because they, they were kicking me, kicking the braces and stuff. So he said, son, just hold your leg out got yeah, a steel rod running down that side of that leg to help you out and that can help you out in other ways as well <laughs> so next time i went to school they went to kick and i stuck my leg out and straightened that rod out and they hit that rod and, and it hurt and they never did it again so yeah and by the time i got them off the doctor i went in to get checked you know you going to get checked and i my muscles had grown where i was bending the steel rods my feet my muscles and everything were because they were pulling me out yeah, yeah so that yeah. my muscles took over and we're
0: pulling them out. So. Holy shit! So how long did you have to do that until? Until I was six. Oh, oh wow! So by by kindergarten, first grade. Oh yeah, you were kindergarten
2: through third. You know, preschool.
0: How how uh, how soon could you run?
2: In the braces, I remember running. Oh really? Yeah, I, mean, I never had a problem walking, running. It was uh, it that was I re- that get, I remember. It was just getting your toes. I right. have pictures like uh, you know toddler two with them on you know in my underwear (laughs) with someone and like walking so i mean it must have been holy
0: shit yeah wow man and that i mean and that had to have been like pretty pretty i mean i I guess looking at you know what it would be now but at pretty advanced technology for then huh that was a miracle yeah for sure i mean Uh, i mean everything that you know i think into the medicine of the late 60s early 70s yeah oh how crude that was completely yeah wow man oh yeah it was so cool so deal. you've been a legit fighter it's funny i made the comment about being a viking earlier and you've yeah. been just a legit fucking fighter the whole time
2: i had i had physical issues younger just uh just probably because of being premium I, I'm, I'm assuming yeah. uh you know uh i'm this and again these early memories are stories but well, you remember you know, the stories you're told of right course, of course uh there i guess there was a point like you know in a in a walker type thing just you know that age uh and wouldn't drink like was getting dehydrated and dad in those days was drinking the little mini high-lifes and I grabbed one off the counter and like chugged it I guess and of course mom you know got panicky I guess <laughs> call the doctor in those days just call the doctor you don't go to the ER you call yeah. the fucking doctor because you had a doctor we need back yeah. you need to be able to call the fucking doctor and use the emergency room for emergencies anyways yeah Uh Doctor says, oh, let him have as much as he wants. It's not going to hurt him that bad. He needs to drink something.
0: <laughs> well, so, and probably you got some nutrition and shit in there as well. You know, they, they say it's a pork chop in a can. So,
2: well, you know, it's a funny story. But yeah, it's it, weird things, man. Uh, you know, well, okay, I always remember so, always being like, I had bad allergies. That's the reason we ended up in Alaska, was to move to a drier climate. And yeah. dad had a job offer. Like they just kind of lined up. Yeah. I remember mom used to give me shots, allergy shots, twice a week at home. Right. You know, so, yeah, it's, yeah. There was always something. I mean, there wow. is always sometimes. You know,
0: <sighs> that's. I'm just kind of blown away, man, because it, it, it's a story. You know, it's the. You know, you're talking earlier. We were talking about the politics of kids being kids now, right? Right. And for some of those kids that have leg braces or have something, and they get kicked early. That's actually not because of social media, because of the way that interactions can be played out. That's never allowed to leave them, right? I mean, you had the at least you had the luxury of the time of sticking your leg out, hurting the kid back, and they left you the fuck alone. You know,
2: parenting is everything, man, with children. I mean, really, you got to you got to show. uh, This is just personal experience, please, and, and I'm not perfect parent, obviously, but. Kids are left up to make their own decisions too much because of the whatever the environment is, say politically or culturally, whatever it is, uh, it seems, and I'm speaking very generally, it just seems like if the parent does put their foot down, they put it down too hard. There's there's a lack of common sense. Yeah. Like, no, you're 13. You're not going to wear that right now. When you're 16 and 17 we'll rediscuss it cuz you're going to be a different person. Yeah. You know. But right now you're 13. And I pay the bills and and I love you. Number one, I love you. Yeah. And when they, you know, I know there've been instances where kids put up like an incredible fight of like threatening cho- parents to go to court and calling the cops and abuse and things like this and like they're as a parent, even if I get frustrated, at the end of the day, what am I doing wrong? like what okay i okay the phone is perfect example okay with my daughter it's a fact of life kind of unless you go completely like zip and i don't see me pulling that off fairly without living somewhere where there's no neighbors and you know that's what we do we got shit to do babe sorry and even then you're going to have some kind of I mean, unless you really cut it off, like you go do what, what people do. I, I to tough. be honest, I, yeah, it's tough. and, and you you know you are working to live, which is not yeah. a bad deal either. But so there is this weird. I I relate it to my folks, to be honest with you, which is what you should be doing, I think. If and I am just blessed. My I am grateful for my upbringing. Like, I cannot yeah. say enough about my parents. Uh, you. <laughs> i cannot imagine what they thought because they were a product of post-world war ii my dad was a korean vet right so then their son who is sick in the beginning right and then becomes a teenager falls in love with rock and roll music and starts growing his hair you know starts cutting got all sleeves off his shirt <laughs> uh, he starts wearing fucking gauntlets of metal eventually you know and this all happens in the span of like four you know it happens quick yeah and uh I, I always kept my grades. I, I was like a 3.5, you know, right in there. Uh, did my chores. You know, if dad needed help. Dad, like, I did those things. Uh, even though I would be, like, you know, eventually going out and, and drinking with friends on the weekends or you know, dabbling in pot, whatever. But there was always this, I didn't want to disappoint them. Because I did do stupid shit that disappointed them. Right. But, uh, oh, God, I lost my train of thought. Oh, oh oh i'm relating okay so anyways i cannot imagine what they thought you know in their head so i use that with my daughter like you know i know it's just a phone but there is a media thing that everybody's connected and it's cool i get it you know i wanted a leather jacket she wants to look at tiktok uh uh, the only solution i've really found is time limit and constant uh vigilance and like not bugging but like okay uh, time to get up and uh, do this, you know, or whatever, uh, you know, yeah. go for a walk or get your chores done differently. Uh, time to draw, read. Yeah, uh, let's, I, oh. Pro- She can sing, and I'm always have- asking her to jam. And yeah. Man, if my dad would have asked me to jam when I was a kid, dude, <laughs> you could you know imagine I'm the fucking hard-on you would have got right away? I'm, you know, I don't know if I get a hard-on, but I would be excited. But, like, you know, I wish... And it doesn't happen. And and she, not that she doesn't like the music I enjoy. She definitely dresses. You see the way she's dressed. She's a fucking metalhead. Yeah. Yeah. But she's not. I had to, so she's wearing, I, last year at school when they were going, she's wearing a Metallica shirt. And I'm like, and finally I'm like, okay, name me a Metallica song. And she's like, uh, uh I'm like, okay. I mainly got on the phone, played her Orion. Yeah. Because you got to learn, you got to name a cool song you if somebody to asked name you. name a cool deep and then, cut. And then I played her Disposable Heroes, and then I play a Creeping Death. I'm like, okay, now you know three. Yeah. So start with Creeping Death first. <laughs> then and then go. somebody goes, oh, <laughs> oh you yeah, have a good one.
0: Okay, Orion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, yeah.
2: So. 100%. Anyways.
0: Yeah, that's fun. I lost it again. Bro. No, it's okay. Um, I, you know, I, I think it's so huge. And, and here's something I come from. It's, it's funny. I... I all of my friends around me now are having kids. I'm at that age where everybody I know has kids. My little brother has kids, my niece has kids. Like everybody has kids and I am sitting here kind of perpetually feeling no connection to it. It's okay. It of course it is. It is. But then I wonder about kids I see that are not like I credit my parents a lot too for kind of the person I am or the person I end up being right? past the point where I rebelled against their wisdom that I thought was ridiculous that was wisdom. Well, with good parenting, the kid will come back. You know yeah. what
2: I mean? Dahlia's, Dahlia and I keep, sorry, Dal, but, uh, you know, she could be very willful. Uh, my experience in parenting has been with boys until her. Right. And there's quite the difference. Oh, there's a huge fucking I difference. I cannot say, hey, motherfucker, snap out of it to her without right. some stupid retribution and then feeling yeah. like a dickhead dickhead yeah. yeah and not liking that approach <laughs> you know right. which
0: isn't well that's what i was going to ask is, is do you i mean ab- you know around the tiktok thing which i from an outside you know as a guy who's still kind of young enough to really be involved in social media and and a prod, kind of a product of it from my adolescence uh, you know um the conversations that i like all i think about and i talk to my little brother about it because he has an eight-year-old right right and so he's he's 31 he has an eight-year-old and she's right coming into the swing of things and wanting her first phone and all this shit right and dude
2: i lost see she has this because i lost the battle yeah because see her brother who's 13 years older than her right she has three but that's the closest blaine he so i so he wanted an ipod so i made him work and he did and for his birthday i got him it was the skinny one right The, the little long iPod one, Nano. skinny yeah right well he used his head the touch had come out so he saved more money because he's working in the kitchen he must have been 15 16 money and ask him for a phone for a while and i yeah. and his mom and i refused and so he went and got Saved money, traded in what I had just given him. <laughs> for the bigger, better. <laughs> and then got the touch, and then would get to Wi-Fi and be able to talk to friends and such. Sure. So then... And then by the time that happened, he just continued to work. and got his own phone. With Dahlia, the pressure was so high that that was a birthday present, like, what, a year ago? I mean, I think I made it to 10. <sighs> yeah. 11.
0: Yeah. Ugh. And I just... I, I wish... Well, I wonder where where is the... con? You know, because they pick Fucking up a lot pussy. of stuff. They pick up a lot of... i st- <laughs> <Don't> f- <laughs> thinking of your cheers. <laughs> Fuck you, Mick.
1: <laughs> Not you, me, for no, giving up that I, no, I know, I know. I hear you talking about yourself, but yeah, that's why I said yeah. it to you. Fuck. Um,
0: ah. So, w- you know... It's it's kind of the unadultered stream of information that is just kind of coming in, and if somebody is on a video, it's a lot easier to think it's real because it's on a fucking video, well, right? This is the problem. Is there are, are you having conversations about what is reality? What is real? Oh, what totally, it, all the
2: time. Yeah. and to be honest, man, all, all my kids, but Dahlia especially is like she's a, she's too smart. So, like, at a certain point, whatever line she wants to say, if she's trying to bullshit, it, it's like, you know, I look her in the eyes be like, S- knock your crap off. And and if she's talking about something, say, online, i like, show me. Like, and that's the key. What do you watch? Yeah. That's a lot of it. You know, yeah. That's a lot of it. I look over her shoulder. Especially when she's got, like, a, say, friends over for the night or something, which, I mean, it hasn't happened. You know, obviously. Right. Pandemic, whatever. But anyways, when that would go down.
3: What are they what, all what, you what, what
2: are you looking at? Yeah. And no, you're not going to talk that way here cuz swearing has come into the picture and to I, be honest, you know, I have a, I have a, my own opinions about that. there's other words, I wish you wouldn't say other than some of the swear words, but <sighs> at the same time, you're 12, like, you know, but, but, but think I I, I you know, I mean Did you
0: use fuck? You said fuck when you were 12?
3: Uh, around my grader?
2: kids, around around other friends. Yeah. You know, uh but never around my folks. Right, I didn't, you know, I didn't meant, use the S word until I was an adult around my folks. Oh really? Oh dude. Oh, I I take that back. Uh, when I was sixteen, you know, my first girlfriend, blah blah blah, shit happened. I was, mom said something, you know, to the tone of get over it, and uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then uh, I told her to fuck you. And dad, dad put his hand on my shoulder. And
3: mm.
2: My dad never ever struck me right. That's the closest he came, and just with his hand on his shoulder, I didn't yeah. want to push anything else.
0: Uh, I, that is, I, dude. Okay, let me tell you what. Of knowing all of my friends, older friends, you know, people raised in the seventies and eighties, especially kind of in Alaska, or in the not the city, it, it is so rare for me to find somebody that didn't want to fight their dad. Did you ever want to fight him? Nah, man. Nah. That is so huge Mick cuz. No. Nah. <sighs> uh <laughs> That's huge. My man. dad was like uh makes me jealous to be honest.
2: So, my dad, you know, he had a marriage before my mom. So he had kids yeah. that he never got to see. And he left uh they were from Oregon. Uh we lived in uh Lakewood outside of Tacoma. Before we moved to Alaska, so I was born in Providence. Mom, four months old. Mom moved back. My grandfather homesteaded in Lakewood. In, in post World War II, she moved back there with me. Worked at the same place. My my dad was a mechanic. He worked at uh some Dodge dealership. She was the accountant. That's how they met. Blah blah blah. Got married. Rough time. Seventy seven. Moved to Alaska. So we had been there a year before the visit and stuff. So I was 10 when we moved there officially. And uh Dad just took care of shit. Man. You know, he was a he could listen to a car and diagnose it before the computer chip really took over. <sighs> yeah. Uh he figured like had an engineer part to him but didn't have schooling for. It. He could make shit. I mean, he had this fucking so he worked at Fort Rich, you know, and they'd be throwing away shit and he'd be able to get it somehow and there was this huge like 10-man army tent that that's what he would use for hunting because he had buddies with him and he out of sheets of metal and shit he built a heater for the fucking tent that sat outside the tent and ran off of propane and this because you know you know how it gets in september and you're hunting yeah. you wake up the snow dude you in your underwear in this fucking thing because it's so fucking hot, and it's just an old army burlap tent, or army burlap tent. He's got it yeah. protected, going into the tent. He's and he just made it. He just looked around at what he had and made it. And like, That's, you know, he was that kind of. And he, you know, he obviously fish hunt. You know all that shit. I mean, he had a. You know what a weasel is? A Track vehicle. Oh
3: yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. Okay, he had.
2: So when I was a kid, when we first moved to Alaska, you know, we I remember. I remember there was a year we never had any uh, real milk. It was always powdered milk, mm-hmm. and we had a lot of uh, rice or a lot of, cheese. a lot of a lot of beans on bread, or just you know like beans to do you know yeah. and at the time i mean in those days i was growing i mean when i was 10 i had a 10 size shoe and i was 11 i had 11 size shoe and i was 12 I so you know i'm in seventh 8th grade 5 10, 177 pounds yeah mustache whoop in 8th grade you know like really and then i stopped right and here i am right so yeah it, yeah so that was a quick spurt and uh which is even I, more didn't, more I didn't but i did and my folks i'm just more more tribute to my mom and dad like i didn't realize we were broke as fuck I mean, we lived in a mobile home, and I knew we lived in a mobile home because we just moved there.
0: I grew up in a trailer, too. Yeah,
2: And, uh, (laughs) sorry. No, you're good, dude. So, uh, I forgot what I'm talking about again.
0: Um, Grew up, kids, uh, what were we, fuck. We were just talking about, uh, oh, dads. Yeah, oh, anyways, so, oh, the weasel. That's
2: right. So, the weasel. So, dad, (laughs) you know, he, he gets a taste of going hunting. And the guy that he went hunting with had one of these, which was, you know, they're an old Navy amphibious vehicle originally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We lived off of, uh, we lived the trailer court that's like between Diamond and O'Malley with the big fence. Yeah. Okay. Yep. We lived in that space 167 in the back, right? And there was no Independence Park. There was a private airstrip back there, dirt. And there was tundra between the end of the trailer court and we were in the back. Tundra, you know, the old little trees and you could step in a hole up to your waist. You weren't careful, all that shit. And it, that was the border between us and the airstrip. And uh, as kids, we're back there playing, and we come across these, what looks to us like old tanks. There's these big holes, and like, you know, and there's three of them together. And Those there's no tires, man. No tracks. Yeah. No, no, no these are track vehicles. Like oh. a tank. This is like a tank, man. This is, has a Studebaker engine, sits straight up in between you. It was a troop transport. So in the back, you'd have two benches, and Dad cleared his out to put stuff. There's two seats. It, you controlled it like a tank with sticks, and the original ones had air tanks on each end and propellers out the back, and you'd flick the switch, <gasps> oh, and they would oh, pfft, be
3: But Dad used
2: it just as a track vehicle, right? Sure, sure. So anyways, I, th- I thought you
0: were talking about the ones of those that, that looked like that, but then they had the two tires next no. to each other that were like big but close yeah.
2: together. No, that Nogwell
0: yeah that's I thought, a mogwell I thought, okay i a step you were, up you know yeah, i thought you were talking about those, these are sorry. old
2: these are like from the 50s right, so dad right. dad's korean vets so he knew what they were yeah so anyways he gets one and it's all rusted out the buck the, the holes are rusted out and i'm looking at it and i'm like whoa and he's like what's up and i'm like there's three of those out in the out there where we go play as a kid right and he's like what i'm like yeah they look just like that tank (laughs) we've been playing army out there and the next day i wake up to my dad and his buddies are out there with like a bobcat or whatever pulling these holes out of the tundra on the airstrip side because they're closer to that one of them was like non-rust is great so he puts it all together i remember for weeks he welded track together the pads he screwed them together welded them together made his own tracks and that's what he took hunting Dude, you'd you'd be going up a hill, just see sky, and then it fall flat. I do like forty. It's the old Studebaker engine, man. <laughs> it was that fast, Dude, Yeah.
0: Holy shit, intense. man! That's awesome. That is so huge, man. I and mean, you know, I think that's something that 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 I see in you that I think your daughter will benefit from, man. Is is uh, it, it, you know, having someone who who lives by the word they speak. Oh, you
2: have to, man. It's gonna, you know, it's it's. Uh, I mean, look, you got to die when you die, right? I die, you yeah. know, Jimi Hendrix. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, do your. I mean, just I was listening. I was
0: listening to a podcast the other day. Joe Rogan. Mike Tyson was back on Joe Rogan's podcast. Did you? Are you? You a fan of Mike Tyson? I
2: I, I just like Joe Rogan.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, but Tyson was back on, uh and he's getting ready to. F- fight he's training again game you seen to fight
2: uh what's his name uh, A bit roy up.
0: jones jr no 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 he's fighting roy jones jr
3: say
2: what <laughs> that's what i pay attention
0: mike, wow well that should be crazy mike titan and roy, roy roy jones jr are fighting in november and there's video it's out nice there of, babe
2: ruth and cy young man
0: i know <laughs> i know <laughs> but he's on there and he's talking and and he's just a monster. And you can see it in his fucking face that Mike Tyson is, he's thick, but he's thin. And like, he's just, he's fighting. And, and he gave it up for so long. He doesn't smoke weed anymore. He gave up weed for fighting. He used to smoke weed and fight back in the day. Yeah. Now he's, he's in his like fifties minds. He's 54. Oh, he's my age. Yeah. And he's in the mindset of just becoming an old man killer now. Right. And he goes, everyone, he's saying this to Rogan, everyone, is one breath away from death. <laughs> I'm going to use every breath I have. Yeah. And I heard that. I heard Mike Tyson, the fucking Mike Tyson yeah. say everyone is one breath away. And I went, that's true, man. Holy shit, yeah, cuz there there will that's my this fucking computer always makes that noise. And and it's I I ca- I, I carry around similar thoughts to that. I like this, man, it's from Kingdom of Heaven, the
2: movie.
1: I fucking
0: love that movie. Yeah.
2: So when Balian gets to Jerusalem and he meets Professor Lupin, right? Yeah. And Professor Lupin character says to him, so how do you find religion? And he says, or how do you find Jerusalem? And he says, I have lost, Balian says, I've lost the will of God or something like that. Like I cannot find God, you know, even at the cross and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And Professor Lupin's character says, I put no stock in religion. I have seen the lunacy of every fanatic be called the will of god what god desires is hear your head and hear your heart and every day in every decision you make you will be a good man or you won't
3: yeah yeah
0: oh fuck you computer that's that's so huge that's so huge there was a um an episode hold on where is this guy's name what is fuck I have to piss too
2: well go piss
0: I will there was this fucking guy I wanted to tell you about what is his name Dio the punk rocker oh this guy right here Diogenes so there was excuse you <laughs> an ancient Greek philosopher, f- more of a Stoic. Okay, his name was Diogenes, uh, and and he was a study. But he was this weird guy. He was like, he was known as the punk rocker. So went to the weed He was like the punk rocker of ancient Greece. Okay. Oh. Okay. And and meaning that he was around at the time of Socrates and Plato. Oh wow. And he was around at that time, but he lived without Too ownership. Tight. He didn't shower. He just lived on the street. He would rather eat in the street with dogs than at tables with people. He enjoyed drinking out of puddles of water. Like he was just kind of this guy going against what modern society was becoming at the time of ancient Greece, which was pretty still crude, but, you know, they would sit at tables. And Alexander the Great had heard of Diogenes. He'd heard the tales of this man that dines with no one and eats with no one and has no ownership and wants nothing and wants no wealth. And Alexander the Great was on the conquering of conquering the entire known world at the time right right right. and so he wants to meet diogenes and he calls for him and diogenes says if he wants to talk to me he'll come to where i am Mm. no one will come i won't go to alexander and so alexander the great comes to meet him one day and he's laying there on the ground basking in the sun no nothing to do but just lay in the sun and he comes up and he says hey i've heard of you you're diogenes i'm alexander the great i've you know, I, I I wonder as a man with nothing, that seems so happy, and I am a man with seemingly everything, and I am also happy. You know, what what is it that I could give you to to make you happier? What is it that I could give you to make you feel complete? You know, obviously you don't have everything, and he goes, "Well, I guess the first thing I would ask of you is to step out of my son." <laughs> Yes, because i'm i'm trying to enjoy it and uh wait until i'm done enjoying it and ask me again oh he's a smart ass right and it was somebody that you know someone to talk like that to alexander the great at the time would be killed killed and alexander the great was so impressed by the story goes he was so impressed by diogenes speaking like that to him because no one had ever spoken like that him you know spoken like that to him that he said fine and just recounted his troops and left and left him sitting there in the street with the dogs literally the dogs and uh you know that was the encounter of diogenes with alexander the great but it just goes i think of that story quite often as you know kind of a check for myself to say hey man even eating a dog is good if you enjoy it you know it's it's, it's all your had,
2: man. Yeah. It's truly, you know, you you grow up... Uh,
0: so how do you, you impart that to kids?
2: Example, first, you have to live it. If you're going to talk yeah. about it, you got to do it. Uh, other than that, it is just trying to... So I get going with my kids and find I have to kind of shut up because I yeah. think I'm talking to you. <laughs> you know, another adult who... Right, feels if I start to ramble and those, you know, but but if I start to ramble, they're not there yet. They're Uh not, and I don't mean that maybe I shouldn't ramble, but yeah, you can go too much. Yeah, okay. This, you know, you wanna you wanna put the fence up and you wanna let them go to the fence, but you wanna move the fence at the same time, Uh, and you wanna recognize that you know every everybody's different every kid is different some need a fence closer some don't need a fence at all
3: yeah
0: and uh hey i have to go piss i'm so sorry i i'm about to die that's the wonder about pausing pick an album i'll be right back all right
1: hey Welcome back to Falco's 90-minute meditation hour. I'm your astrally projected inner truth self and part-time salt miner, Falco. All right, my astral friends, start by closing your eyes, sit on your root chakras, and let's meditate. Today's lesson is on reincarnation. Put yourself into a prone, relaxed position. Start by asking yourself, are my past lives real? Wait, and see if you answer back. If you don't hear a response, it does not mean that you didn't have a past life. It simply means that whatever you were in your past life didn't speak. You could have been an acorn, or a sweet little South American squirrel chasing an acorn, or an elegant and exuberant bird of paradise flying high in the sky and watching far down on the ground, a sweet little squirrel burying an acorn. <laughs> With practice and spiritual awakening, you may begin to access memories that are not of this lifetime, and they can be super healing. I have recognized in myself the memories of my past life as a thistle Nestled sweetly in a tufted expanse of peat moss, in an ancient bog in the desolate stretches of northern Siberia, slowly eaten and passed through the digestive tr- Whoa! It looks like we've done it again, friends! Well, I hope that you all live your past lives and future ones exactly like you want. Hare Krishna! Namashiva. Shiva!
0: Anyways, we're back. Don't don't I, like I was saying, don't worry about the personal man. I enjoy it. I, I think that's what this podcast is for because the people I want to listen to this, I want to hear I, I are real people. There are there are there aren't pers- you know, there aren't these giant like conglomerations of personalities that aren't real like they're just people listening to oh, this fucking I And I think what what the planet's missing, what media's missing is real. Well, that's
2: just the whole deal with that, man. Is like it's based upon non-real. It's yeah. based upon likes the, and, the and the ratings. You can, I mean, you know, they, they blame media, whatever, I, with the likes. But TV's been doing it for a long time, here's getting what I views yeah. over. I miss trusting Walter Conkite or whoever the fuck it is as a kid. And I know that's naive because even then it wasn't the full truth. But maybe, hopefully, it was the truth they knew. So they gave it. Well, journalism versus, mattered versus telling the truth of something
0: and embellishing. Well, here's here's where here's where I see the biggest problem is if we're talking about that is there there is a, a wave of growing people right now in this kind of postmodernist movement that say that truth is relative to the person. And that can't be true. You can't have something that you could state as objectively true, but then that truth changes depending on the person in- intuiting it.
2: Uh, all I know is this, man. Uh, if you're being true to yourself, even if you're finding who you are, uh, you will have empathy. You will live yeah. through love. Yeah. Uh, you come to these conclusions that uh, noticing the sun shining through the trees. And you're with someone you love is way more important than something yeah. that society states is important. Right. And everybody knows this. It, it, at some level, you know this. I mean, every yeah. human being knows at this point in life what's right and wrong,
0: unless you're a kid and you've been fucked with. And and this is this is where they will <laughs> argue with you right now, though. Is they will say, "No, you won't." And what's right for some is wrong for others. Okay. So in that case, then you need to discuss because this is the deal. Right. But then you cannot,
2: what might be right for you is fine for you in your home. But if you're going to participate in a society that drives down the roads that your taxes pay for and you're going to participate in live music, you're going to participate in some kind of whatever the fuck you want. You got to behave by certain rules. Exactly. You got to have manners. Yeah. You got to give everybody the, this because they look like something you don't like doesn't mean they are what you don't like, whether it's their skin tone or whether it's the way they dress or what they claim to like to fuck. Yeah. And they can and, fuck. And, 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 they and they can you can fuck, fuck whoever the fuck you want. Yeah. As long as you don't hurt no one. Yes. And it's consensual. Everybody knows that. That's that's not, well, we don't live in a Viking society where we're ruthless crusaders, and that's what we know. And I have slaves, and I'll fuck you when I want, and this kind of thing. You know, right. th- I don't know if it's extremes, and I'm talking. No, but that exists. No, but no, 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 you're but. not.
0: You're not, because that exists right now in other parts of this planet. It does. Right now, So this that is exists. the problem.
2: People, you, you.
0: But here's what they'll say to you, Mick, is, I okay, first of all, I agree with everything you said. There is a larger construct of the people that we have to think about before the individual thing we want for ourselves. What we have in our house is what we have in our house. It's for us. but That's why every, it's your house. Right. But then the group matters more. And right now what people will argue tooth and nail is that, no, my individual rights matter more than the group. I won't wear the fucking mask. I'll do it. Right. It's all of that stuff that is the counterintuitive. Everyone has their own truth. And no one... There's no bigger truth, and the 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 thing is, is that is a that is in opposition to society. That is opposition to solidarity. Well, and this humanism. is the problem
2: that people take the you know you're cooperating with society, and then they push it too far. Like everybody, you know, like this. Instead of getting a balance, right, right, okay, you can look at it this way. It's a lot easier getting through life with both hands. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a lot right. easier to have a left and a right, than it is to have just one. yeah. And not that you can't get by. I'm not saying anything about uh, people with... Yeah, you're not uh, being uh, with unfortunate, No, it's right. not what I mean. Yeah, I, they should... So what that means, in my mind, and I am not very political. I'm sorry, I don't have a lot of knowledge, so I don't mean I'm to not speak out of about, tune. Well, I, hey, I, 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 you know what I'm saying? No, I'm just one yes, for yes. people listening, that's all. Well, uh, say- but what I'm getting at is the population of our planet is not going to slow down and we can accept these new technologies that pop up in an instant but we can't accept new people that pop up whether they've been there for centuries and we just didn't give them the right or the consideration so yeah if we're not everybody that believes that Everybody that wants to be, un, you know, not racist, everybody that wants to love and everything, you got to do it every day, starting with your home and then branch out. And it's, and that's, and I, and if you feel the in- inclination to go protest and do that stuff because the, the racial uh, inequalities that have existed for centuries are at our forefront in our new society, then fucking yeah, go do that. Right. But what I'm getting at is, uh, we cannot exist on this planet without being able to get along agreed and if you can't get over a person's skin color uh, a like of music a uh, 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 sexual whatever uh, just who they any say of they that, are. who they are who they say they are then don't that's fine yeah don't don't worry about it but if they do the job that needs to be filled that is next to you get the fuck over it You know, like you don't have to like who is next to you, but you can treat them with respect because they breathe in. And I guarantee you, we go around this world and cut every motherfucker open and we all bleed red. So if you can't start there, what the fuck? And, And while we're doing this, just, I mean, again, sorry if I'm speaking weirdly, but. Be it exactly, yeah. People who believe our president supports Christian stuff, you are not reading the same book I grew up with. i am sorry yep but you are not what the fuck i mean support her with the fuck you want but what
0: it's atrocious
2: it is it is you i mean that uh... i grew up christian i don't go to church but christianity and and what i learned led me to my spiritual beliefs now Right. And I believe you call God, Buddha, whatever the fuck you want. It is the universe and we are expanding at the same rate and you can be a part of it or you can fight it. And part of this expansion is getting over what a person fucking looks like or who they want to be with and getting down to what their character is. Are you helping our village? Yeah. Because everybody's different. Everybody has it. We're going to have warriors. We're going to have people that like to heal. We're going to have people that are a meek and rebels. just want to and want to We're going to have people who are we We're going to have all this, and yeah. we need to. I don't know how it is, man. I don't have the answers, but for well, God's he, sake, you know what? At a certain point, we need to agree to disagree. And I don't mean to be passive in like giving up no, the rights, but not. but it, you need.
0: Here's it what it needs is. to happen. Here's or, here's what I see. I, it's
2: just a sci-fi film with destruction coming to reality.
0: I think I don't have all the answers either, but I think the very first step in all of this. Is starting with a recognition that everyone is human. There is no divisions to what it means to be a human. There are not better or less better humans. From the onset, you have to go to character to be able to talk about a person. You can have you can have qualities of the character of a human that are worse than other qualities of character of another human. Totally. But... As a person, as a human being, there is no one that is worse or better at being a human than all, every human. There are 8 billion humans on the planet right now. And there is no one who isn't, not. there's not a person on the planet who's only 90% human. And then there's someone else who's 110% human. No, motherfuckers, we're all human. Start there. Mm. Start there. And then Go to the quality of the character of the person that what they portray, what they want to be.
2: Well, this is the problem as well. So, say we get full equality dreamland, right? <laughs> then you need the motherfuckers that get equality, everyone, to hold up their end. Yeah. To be responsible for right. their lives and not. You need help from the. Whatever the assistant is, whether it's a church or government or whatever, fine. Do that, but then work your way up. And, and of course, those institutions as well obviously need improvement to help that happen. But uh, I've seen it in kids, (laughs) and I, I diligently teach mine.
0: Participate where you live. The most beautiful thing I've ever seen and I've talked about it before on this podcast, but I want to tell you about it. Down at the end of my street, on one side of the street is this, little, this, this beautiful couple, and they have a little black girl. And then on the other side of the street is two grandparents raising a little daughter, a little uh, their granddaughter, and she's white. And those two kids, almost every day, get in one of their, and it alternates. They both have little power wheels. One of them is a little pink catalytic Escalade, and the other one is some other little thing, a Jeep right. or something like that. And the two of those girls, almost every day, come across the street, they play with each other, and they get in that little car, arms around each other, laugh and yeah. hair in the wind and drive up and down our street. Almost every day. Yeah, man. And there is, that is exactly what it means to be a human yeah. and a, a humanist, to, to only love a person because they're a person. And and if I don't think, listen, to me it doesn't make sense to have to have someone else to tell you that that's what you need. Yeah, I mean, people who people, do bad stuff, man, they've shown it. They are, you know, but some of them think they're told it, and that's where I get a, a, an issue: is some of them skew the text. The same thing that you read, that now these people read, and you can't understand why they think that they're calling Trump a Christian too, and how, it, well, they're reading the same book. They're just skewing that fucking text, and they're not really reading it though, or being read of themselves. Well, I mean, even, they're I mean, picking to get, te-
2: you well, wanna, I mean, in my belief, I mean, you know, God is always watching you. You sure. be ready for the end times. You gotta be ready. You know, you gotta be telling people about the gospel. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta be showing it when you in every action you do, every action. You know, there's a lot of similarities in how you should live your life. Sure. Goddamn right, you should live your life. I mean, that's why your home's for. When you're in your home, I mean, there's your home. But yeah. also your ancestors and other people they're watching how you're gonna react and what you're gonna do. And there's no account- and that gives you accountability, whether it's real or not, like in your head, I mean it right. gives me accountability.
0: Right. But isn't the uh, isn't the underlying message to all of that just to treat others as you would like to be treated? I mean that's a golden rule, right? Well, it's a modification of the golden rule, because it's treat it's the, the the golden rule is treat others as you would want to be treated. Yeah,
2: treat your neighbor as you treat yourself.
0: But I actually think it's treat your neighbors as they wanna be treated. No. Why? But but if you to treat others as they wanna be treated. I guess it makes well, you think about them before yourself. If you say treat others as I want to be treated, it's internally driven. It's how do I want to be? And then I reflect that on themselves. But what well, if you I actually it's a little
2: more simpler than that? You know, most people generally speak, you want to be treated nice, right? Yeah. Now you could, you could take it farther and be like, if you wanted to be pampered and be a bitch about it, then that sucks. You don't want yeah. people, you know, but then that means you're going to pamper somebody else.
0: Sure. So, you know, once you get the bad thought, once you get the dark
2: side in it, it
0: doesn't work anymore. Well no, but unless you're constantly using the other as the reflection you want of yourself. empathy. You want compassion. You, you want yeah. you want that. Totally. Yeah.
2: You want to I
0: mean It's it's it, it it takes this is what we're seeing right now with the whole race thing, man, is and I know you see it. It's it's others not wanting to take up the life of the other. Right,
2: because right. you're comfortable and scared.
0: Or and,
2: Which and, I can—I mean, to be honest, exactly. You can almost relate to it. I mean,
0: you can hundred percent. It sucks, but but this is where this. There's this thing I learned about that changed my life. Uh, it's called John Rawls' veil of ignorance. Okay, I don't know if you ever heard of it before. It's called the veil of ignorance. Mm-hmm. John Rawls is a philosopher. Back in the day, he invented this thing, or at least named it and coined this. And it's you're created. You're you're given a situation, any situation. It doesn't matter. It's a traffic stop. It's a buying a pack of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's anything, and you put yourself behind that veil, not knowing which side of the interaction you will be on, and asking then, is that interaction okay? Take any single interaction in life and put yourself on a ve- behind a veil, not knowing who you will be in that, but the th- interaction still plays out. That's how we judge everything. That is, that's is—that's actually the standard that everyone should be judging everything from. It's not not, not placing yourself from where you stand in this because everybody wants to it's start. It's
2: like f- being in traffic and somebody cuts you off or goes around you and you get mad initially, but then you think about it and you go, well, we don't know what's going on in their life right yeah, now. Yeah, be in that guy's car and yeah, see what's going on.
0: Right. And you have to do that with everything. Oh, yeah. But the, but I, if everybody gets to that point. And thinks about all life and all interaction and every other person they ever interact with from a place where you don't know if a, a f- you flip your fingers and all of a sudden you are that person and living their life right now. And then you have to view the interaction from the other side. It, 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 it creates an inevitable layer of compassion that i don't think many people want to think about because it's painful it hurts that type of interaction Well,
2: anything uncomfortable nobody wants to really deal with right
0: yeah and isn't that the problem Well, that is the problem
2: huge look there's no way we would play the music we play without black guys that invented it to be honest right
3: man from blues to jazz
2: to country it's all and you do some old country research they all helped out they all did you know the banjo is an african instrument you know what i mean like it's amazing and then you go even you go a little deeper in a rock and roll and you find out that the native american guitar players in the 50s and early 60s huge impact man and and i didn't even know these guys were native american to be honest and i'm sorry i can't think of their names right now but uh, thank god for opb but uh, uh, it's yeah man i mean to to (laughs) it's Growing up in Alaska, and my family in general, when they met someone, you know, it was just like a an immediate immediate family, right? You're yeah. gonna, you know, yeah. I'm gonna come on in. You here, what do you want? You know, you have to dinner with us, uh, hang out, uh, use the bathroom, you know, whatever. There was never no prejudge unless you did something, right? Character, right? Yeah. So you know, you you assume you open your arms and invite the stranger in until they, and, and and hopefully nothing happens, obviously, but, I mean, you know, if something goes down, then you know. Right. Versus stand off, never get to know this person. Forty years later, you have a conversation like, oh, you
0: play bass too? Oh, and, you know, <laughs> you and, know, like, and I didn't, re- man, it, it, it's happened to me a number of times. You meet somebody, you they seem initially weird or just something doesn't click in the interaction. You give them a pass. Maybe they even hit you up like, Hey, I really enjoy this. And you just kind of give it a pass because you didn't feel it. And all of a sudden you realize years later when it finally happens, that connection inevitably happens. Cause I think there are some of those interactions that kind of come into this inevitable head where all of a sudden two trails are merged and it's one trail and you can't unbreak a trail, you know, think of game trails, think of hunting, think of, and there are two game trails that turn into one game trail. Well, that's now, it. you can no longer qualify it as still two. It's just one now, right? right? And and I think that those friendships kind of come in yeah. and and happen. Yeah, you know, and something happen. as you get
2: older I've realized too is like, you can meet people you have a really huge connection with and they're only in your life for a little while. Yeah. And they're, you know, and I know people know this. They're sent for maybe just a little bit i recently had a good friend of my actually right before i joined 36 we hung out all the time and uh, uh we have a party in a way just through life nothing that major but we did reconnected just recently and it was it felt like i mean you know you know how it is it happens all the time on tour. You don't see somebody for five years. You see him on tour, and all of a sudden you just pick wow. up where you left off. Yeah. I mean, it's just, so it's cool. Yeah. So those, are just, yeah, definitely special.
0: Man, so so special. Well, hey, let's let's play this final. So yet again, as we're doing a bunch of firsts on the show this time. Um, by the way, you are. Uh, let me tell you. Actually, uh, excuse me. You're episode one hundred and fifty-four. Ah. Just to let you know, that's the number you nice. are. Nice. Closer to, to two. Yep, yeah, put to put a number to something. We're gonna play a vinyl on the show, everybody. And this has not happened in quite some time. It has been <laughs> so roll wrong.
2: yourself a joint and kick back and listen to this nice jam. So
0: So he pulled some Black Sabbath Heaven and Hell Dio version. And uh, we're gonna listen to children children of the sea, right? Amen. Yep, children of the sea. Oh, man, I'm going to have to. <laughs> That's the trail off. I
2: used to listen to this record on my mom's big stereo. It had 8-track and the radio and an LP. It was all one thing. How long are you going to be gone, Mom and Dad?
3: Yeah.
0: So
1: heavy.
3: I I know it's
0: so nasty. Baseline line is part of this song.
2: Come on, bro, man. I know
0: it's dangerous. <laughs> My new Pretty sure I need one more. is such a monster.
2: You. you see that Heaven and video? <laughs> when he's in the with the pint, and he's all well, I'm sure Tony and Geezer is always playing his music. a little more technical. <laughs> or whatever he says, I forget that. Jabbing Ozzy.
3: Yeah.
2: Skip. I right, know the
0: real deal This is an old vinyl, man. My dad's had this since he—I mean, he bought this brand new. Yeah,
3: I had
2: one from the time I got—I got that and the Mob rules on vinyl. I had a, an original Jimi Hendrix experience, and then I had a—I had Maiden, and I mean, I had all that. Shit. I don't know where it went. What happened? to it. Well, what I was going to say is,
0: we're—we're—you we, said you want to listen to a Rush, so we'll have to do a Rush song. Uh, I have quite a few good vinyls in there on, and then uh, Rush will be down on the bottom, Um, and then, huh, no, I don't, no, I don't have that, Um, and then I I think, you know, I was listening to the podcast the last time you were on, and, uh, oh, just throw it right in there. Throw it clo- it's close, it's close. Anyways, um, yeah, we'll have to do it. We'll do a Rush song, and then you said you didn't listen to much, uh, much Maiden after uh, Somewhere in Time, right? That's kind of where you stopped listening. Uh,
2: yeah, uh, a little bit of
0: Seventh Son, but other than that. Oh, the one with the tank on it. Right. Yeah. But I, no. I we're, I, I want to play some Seventh Son. I got okay. I got that in there, and I I think we should make that our final uh, uh, one of the, fi- the final final song. I know. I know. Yeah, anyway, our... I actually realized I you know I have all that delicious milk meat on we, the grill Are we taking a there. break? Yep. We I got to walk okay. out there and uh check that. So we'll be right back, everybody. And we're right back, everybody. Magic of editing. Um, got a next record I pick. Hey, so. Uh, you should probably want to light that up for this next part of the conversation. Aliens. Have you seen all the crazy shit coming out about the Pentagon relieving, releasing all the classified files? No, I haven't.
2: <sighs> was there any, any doubt?
0: Oh, well, there was never government, There there was never any bigger bodies going, oh, yeah, no, this shit exists and so the gov- the pentagon re- re- the pentagon re- recently released a statement saying that they uncovered this new like because of the freedom of information act and stuff they had to tell the public about one of their like subgroups of the pentagon which is just all they have to do is deal with unidentified flying objects um, you know all the stuff they have this crazy acronym name for this group and stuff and they go Oh, no, they had to release the fact that they have, and I think in their exact words was something like, uh, we have uncovered uh, ships not of the origin of Earth. Worded in crazy shit like that.
2: Have you seen the Bob Lazar thing?
0: Oh, that's what I wanted to talk about. Bob fucking Lazar, dude. And then the fighter, what's that fighter pilot's name who... Uh, Colonel Fravor. Yep. Who, uh... I
2: mean, I know what you mean. I didn't remember, but I know what you mean.
0: Saw the Tic Tacs, you know, flying the fighter jets. Well,
2: there's and, that recording of Alaska, too, of the Japanese airline or some Asian airline, man. And they're record- They're describing this ship that's... It takes up the whole sky. Yeah. And they are under it and see nothing else.
0: What's your thoughts on that, man? How, uh... How far do you think it goes? No, I mean, how far do you think
3: it goes? I think
2: it goes anywhere we want to take it. I think, I, I, I mean, the universe seems too big for it not to be that. And if you go with the, you know, the Bob Lazar thing and there's a species that can warp time and space just like Star Trek. Yeah. And travel that way. I mean, it's infinite. It's infinite. Right. Why wouldn't there be aliens? No, I don't know why they, you know, you would think so if there's aliens, so then they would be like us. They're either going to be, you know, cool or they're going to be conquerors or whatever. And then is there both? You know, it just goes on and on. So, yeah. But I I mean, personally, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't there be? Sure. So, and if your technology advanced enough, wouldn't you? I I would think maybe they have the prime directive, just like Star Trek. They don't want to interfere, and some have. Right. Do you know how to like whatever?
0: Well, hey. so that was my next question. Do you think? Do does any part of you believe that humans have been fucked with? Our or do you think we're just like? Because there's a bunch of people saying, "Man, if aliens have been here this whole time, it's real weird well, that the uh, it's real weird that the human brain evolved that fast in a couple million years." You know, it doubled in size. Like,
2: look, man, I, those things are all believable for real. And I could be a guy. That, yeah, that makes sense. Because I, cause I it, can look at different sides of stuff, sure. you know, and, and yeah. yeah.
0: But what do you think?
2: I think from what I've seen just in nature and the amount of change that happens on a geological and universal scale that yeah. we are oblivious to, Right. of course we could have evolved. Yeah. Shit's been around in our time frame as far as like how we count time forever for millennia and stuff. And who knows what civilizations and technologies have just been wiped out wow. because of a volcano, Isn't... because of any kind of uh, an asteroid, whatever.
0: Right. So that's the... or
2: uh, aliens. Maybe they did come in and we're a petri dish. Uh, it is all very possible, but I lean towards yes there's aliens
0: you think they've been watching us for a long time i think
2: they have watched and interacted i think a little bit of everything i think that we have evolved maybe they have helped us out yeah but (laughs) there's a practical side of me is just like come on man. you know you know aliens help build the pyramids and yet scientists have proved that they use those big ramps like and yes then the, and and in their day you know the Nile flooded all the way up to the pyramids so they could use boats to lift all that shit and it came from you know so yeah, yeah they probably did I, I'm surprised at some of the houses I get done painting in a day or two
3: <laughs> All right.
2: So anything is possible for human beings when you really put yeah. your mind to it and believe it.
0: Yeah. Well, that was like another thing, you know.
2: And install some kind of leadership that unites people and it's unstoppable.
0: Well, here's what's here's what's crazy. And here's what I think the U.S. is really suffering from. I don't want to tie it back because I really want to talk about aliens with you. But you brought up a good point. You're surprised at what you can get done in a couple days.
2: Sometimes you step back and look at it. Now with painting or any, you know, stuff like that, there's a kind of an immediate satisfaction when you're done. You see the change, the colors, blah, 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 Yeah. But yeah, sometimes I'm looking at it like, well, 20 years ago I wouldn't have did that. Right. I would have needed a couple more days or more help or whatever. Yeah. Not so, now. Well, so,
0: and that's. And what blows my mind is, is start going to bigger, bigger timescales and more people. Man, I'm surprised what, a group of people can compete complete in a couple days, right? Well,
2: think about this too.
0: The civilizations of ancient times are smaller
2: and you got, say, you know, you got all those, your people together. Yeah. You know, I don't know, man. But it also. So much as possible. Well,
0: and here's the other thing is, it's not like they had to go and be an accountant for eight hours a day before doing that shit. Like, all they did was that. I want
2: you to come do some really hard labor, but I'm going to feed you and house you better than you're used to.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, th- here's, here's like, I think about this as far as like concepts of meaning and past and like tying, tying a, a group of people or a nation of people to a, a chain of accountability The U.S. is only 250 years old. It took China 2000 years to build the Great Wall of China. Like, as an entire country, the every, all of its people for 2000 years, they just built a wall. All of the lineage, everybody. Forever, for for damn near ten times the length that this country's okay. been alive, a, a country. Right. All they did was in keep the outside from coming in. Oh yeah, they want to be crushed. Yeah. You know, and th- that carries deep within a, a people for unity for. Comrade for solidarity
2: yeah it also leads to the most surveyed state ever you know well (laughs) well well,
0: that's that that is because still trying to keep people out well but that's only the select few keeping the rest of the people with that tie out if if you were to if you were to take the governing thing and not be communist anymore and turn it around to and and just pray and i don't want to say pray on the people but but use what is in innate i think what is innately in that group of people for good Instead of crushing their spirits and keeping right. them barely alive, wow. give them prosperity and and let them have the fruits of their labor. Yeah. Instead of taking the fruits of their labor from them, and you know, like I guess you
2: could argue they kind of did that with capitalism as well. But,
0: sure, they did, but uh, but yeah, they have they, a lot less
2: unity. Well, you could say something with the pyramids, I guess, right? Yeah.
0: Oh, hundred, hundred. that's yeah. a, that. That's why I kind of brought up yeah. the Great Wall of China, because yeah. because all you had was. A group of people that all they did was build those pyramids. And now, granted, there was a pharaoh kind of. You could look at it as slavery. You could look it at it. You some know, it
2: was, where there's proven villages of workers where they oh, were hired, not they were uh, for, no, for food and housing. That's the thing. That's housing, the thing. That's the
0: thing. Yeah. They were and and, and but and,
2: slaves too. I'm sure. But, well, I mean, you know, there
0: were, there was were some of that there, but you can go to the inverse of that and just go to South America and Middle America and look at the Aztecs, okay. well, you look you know, at the Olmecs, look at all of that. Those were the people building those. You know, it, it is it They it, were
2: all one under the religion for sure.
0: Yeah. And they build some incredible things,
2: man. Well, that's what I mean. Like it's you know our evolution is not I don't think it's entirely true. We needed outside help to get as far as we have. Agree. And I don't Agreed. mean that arrogantly. I think it just takes time. And lots of time. Well you know, like, you know, well, hey, I saw that dude eat that plant. We pro- and he died. He he's not with you know. He's dead. Yeah. We probably shouldn't eat that.
0: Or our entire tribe yeah, died, exactly. but a few who didn't eat it. it totally and, yeah, you know, like there or was. They
2: discovered you got
0: to boil it first. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah.
2: like at least pass down, and we get we be able to live. You know,
0: it's crazy, man. It's crazy to think about, and and you know the entire time. <laughs> It's, it is part of, part of not being connected with the past. Something I've been thinking about a lot more. I've been really trying to think. I spent a lot of my time thinking about people long ago. Yeah. And the types of lives they would have had to have lived.
2: Well, man, I mean, you see a lot of, uh, native people's religion and they're all respecting their ancestors all thanking them for their knowledge and their help and and it's true man you know every day you you should try and not just your mom and dad and your grandfather and your great great, but like humans that came before us and discovered not to eat that plant thank you i'm sorry you're dead but thank you you know like yeah without that we wouldn't be be able to sit here right
0: you know, you know, I I've I've tried to do this cool thought experiment a while ago and and think of the first think of how good, you know, go back to hunter gatherers and civilizations just barely starting and maybe people are banding together and you're getting some of the first small monuments, right? carving something out of stone and a group of people work together to carve all the stone to stack it in the right way to make something big you know you see it in Gobekli Tepe the thing that's in Turkey that the the ancient uh, monolithic monolith monument in Turkey it's Mm -hmm. they date it to 18,000 years old and and it is one of the largest pre ice age stone structures we've ever found and not only that but it is relief carved so They didn't carve the thing they were picturing into the stone. They carved the stone away from the image they
2: wanted, like they did Petra.
0: Yeah, and and we didn't think that they were pre pre ice age people at all, carving relief, right? Relief carving, you know that we. And all of a sudden, we find this giant monument that that was carved, built for a purpose that you know. Of course, we don't know, and then they buried it weird they buried it we found it under a mound and it was all dirt and they started digging away and all of a sudden it gets deeper and deeper and now it's hundreds of square meters and it's you know 30 meter towers all hand carved relief the entire way and then they buried the entire thing crazy Th- these people did before the ice age pre-ice age right so the time of these people that were doing this, saber-toothed tigers were around, woolly mammoths were around. This is in the middle of Turkey, you know, far before, you know, this is, they, they're thinking this is in like the times where the, 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 the knowledge to head from Africa and Southern Asia to Europe and cross the Alps. Right. There were people that crossed that because people were already there. But then that knowledge got lost because we have records where we, we've lost thousands of years of record of people making that journey. You know, We see clumps of evidence from 15,000 years ago, and then the Ice Age happens, and then it's not until four or 5,000 years ago that that journey starts being made by people again. People just simply lost the knowledge to travel over those mountains to come to this new place where life can happen, right? And so then you had groups of people that were just broken from each other. Thousands, five, six, seven thousand years of existence and an ice age in the middle of that lifespan where people were connected, broken apart and reconnected. You know, that's how that's how the Vikings became Vikings when the rest of the world became Greeks. Like, I mean, they're so fucking different, but that you you just had a a group of people that were white skin reminiscent from an ice age happening and being broken, you know, think of those people living at that time and how good it would have had to been for the first person to want to build a two story house of all the domiciles and everything they do to keep them alive and keep them safe. The first person says, you know what? We can put our bedroom on the roof of this place and, build a way up here and then now yeah. now we're living on the roof of our place look how big we can see the roof of everybody else and then the th- first third story house happens and I, I try and play these games of like people becoming you know affluent trying to f- can you think of the mindset it would have been when you're a hunter gatherer to think like before houses or houses and you're maybe finding caves or small structures right. to go people 150 or 200 years from now are gonna build a two-story house and just spend their time in it.
2: You wouldn't have thought that.
0: No, of course not. But then all of a sudden it happens <clears throat> and you accept it real fast.
2: Well, uh, I just watched uh, last night on OBB about the first test tube baby. And oh, they're talking about, you know, the doctor that did it and everything they're talking about. what the, the ending thing which brought it all together, which is just what you're talking about, is so they've, you know, that doctor got banished and all kinds of shit talked. You know it was immoral and all kinds of things. And the first people that tried it, were, you know, hounded and everything was wrong. And then once it happened, and they had the first test tube baby, and she was healthy and everything's cool. And then you fast forward to now. Now, uh, whatever the term is for that, is just uh, common
0: artificial insemination. Yeah, or but
2: IUD. No, that's No, not, that's that's the thing that right. makes you yeah, not yeah. get
0: pregnant. Sorry. Uh, anyways,
2: whatever it is. In vitro?
0: No, I mean, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that it? I think
2: that's it. Anyways, whatever it is called is common practice today. Doctors yeah. clinics and stuff. Yeah. And and one of the funny, ironic things was one of the guys that opposed this doctor that, I wish I could remember their names. But anyways, opposed this doctor that thought this was possible and made it possible with the help of another doctor, uh, this man and woman. Anyways, uh. The guy that fired him, once he went to, because he went to, if I remember right, he went to human trials without the knowledge of this person, wherever they worked, It was gonna, they didn't want the reflection on the facility, you know? Right. Uh, so he did it, and then he got fired, of course. But the guy that fired him became, he opened the first, whatever these clinics are, in New York City. So he- Oh,
0: you know, he there, capitalized on the
2: Well, he- it just, it wasn't that he flip-flopped or it wasn't that he the changed science. who he was. The science was proven. Yeah. And now it's a part, now nobody thinks it's immoral. Nobody thinks it's helpful, no. you know. So that's what I was getting at, what yeah, you just yeah. said. Yeah, cult- How, if it, it becomes part of the cultures.
0: Especially if it's proven fruitful, deal. right? Especially if it's proven fruitful. Yeah, if it's helpful, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why it's, it's, it's so crazy right now that, uh, that, you know, stem cell research is still opposed in the U.S. right now, because yeah. because I mean, if every birth that happens in the U.S. every day, the placentas could be harvested for stem cells and then used for medical practices for amputees or nerve damage patients or you know the the yeah, bolt of uh, anything, wrong, man. Right? I mean, you know it it it's insane. You know, I, mean, I don't the amount know nothing of about
2: this, but it's got to be based on money. It is, it's yeah. Got to be holding it up see there's the problem right right that's so if there was no profit to be made by not doing this because you're not do some people c- accuse it of being immoral taking the
0: placenta after yeah well yes because it, it it has to do with uh uh the 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 kind of the body of the person and and but but it's 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 it's, it's all it's honestly so that makes I, no sense for well, don- no, no. organ donation then well yeah. Right, but it's because it's a baby. It has something to do with being part of the birth, you and like cut this, the placenta out, oh, anyways. I know, man. This is the argument. This is what the pro. Well, this
2: sounds stupid.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know, and it has to do with the the kind of like this quasi religious soul of the baby part. No, I, I promise, I promise. It, it is, it is, it is the 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 religious right of the country that is. Stopping the use of placental stem cell research because oh, of wake the whole up. Be, Jesus and 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 Christ, and, and, and it's 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 what nah, you know it's nothing it's nothing against no, I'm religion I'm not saying it's nothing it's nothing against religion I'm not saying that either but
2: it's cut and what do they do normally throw it in a bag toss it out in the garbage yep so how how does that how does that hold this up because that, it's so the, if you believe that is got some spirit from the baby or something in it and you just throw it in the trash that, does that I, not
0: some peop- equate? I, dude, I. You don't take the soul of somebody throwing it in the trash. <laughs> you take it out in the woods and give it some kind of ceremony. Right. No, hey, I, I mean, this is the, but, but it's, 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 it's the bigger thing. It's what you said. It has to do, I think it has to do with money. It has to do with image. It has to do with carrying over tradition. <laughs> and the same people that are voting for it are voting for the judges that they want to be there to pass the right. laws. And it's this whole. It's, you know, here's a thought uh
2: you can't tell me that there's not a way if you are in office or in some position like that you know what yeah. i'm saying like say you have something to do with what we're talking congress, about congress and senate okay, whatever it may what, be. yeah you cannot tell me you can look at this and go you know this is really going to help some folk and then go okay so how do we make more money i mean they do it with pills already you know what i'm saying you can't tell me you can't do some good shit and not make some money on the side, anyways. Right, and not that I'm trying to promote that, <laughs> but I mean, let's get some good shit done. Yeah, especially if it can make yeah. you money. Let's do some good uh, shit. Why not? Yeah, let's let's. I mean, for real, some real like wow. I mean, put a put a fucking sheet up like you did some great humanity Terry thing while yeah, you're man. pocketing a hundred mil. I, I don't fucking know. It, it seems like this fight. To hold on to, well, here's stuff the that seems science is proving that. In the long run, we're just fucking our gener- future generations.
0: Yeah. Like, well, here's what they're finding. Okay, here's the here's the example. <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of ath- Right now, right now, if, if you can I just afford want to it, rock, man. if I know, I just want to rock. If you, we're gonna rock here in a second. We're gonna play this fucking vinyl and go over this and, and go back to roots of shit. Um, but if you're if you're rich enough. <laughs> If you're rich enough, you can go to Europe and you can go to South America and you can go get stem cell therapy done. Yeah. And they take placental stem cells, exogenous stem cells, and all the stuff that, and you just get, you know, people are finding that with treatments of this, you know, if right, it doesn't work all the time, but also there's not a lot of therapy research that can happen in the schools in the US where. Most of the research gets done for these type of procedures happens in trials in the U.S. Yeah. You know, we just have really good schools for for that. And so, but people are getting, you know, meniscus injuries, cartilage growing back, bone grafts growing faster, strength, like stem cells are what. Make our bones and all our body grow in the first place. I
2: hear about this. Seems like the next
0: evolution and some kind of medical part of it. Right. I mean, right. But here's the problem: if you have somebody to come in and get two or three rounds of stem shell shots in an injury or a defect or something like that, and it'll repair that to the point where they no longer need therapy for it prescribing six months of therapy for something that takes three shots doesn't make you things if, if you can go in and get stem shell shots and it fixes something and the pain's gone well, but yeah, the, yeah you're cutting out the whole industry the entire industry including the people who unfortunately make the pills the, the the pharmacists who sit in the in the in the pharmacies who have a degree and pass out things that aren't just pain pills but diabetes medication and heart medication and blood pressure shit and all you know yeah, you
2: know i god man but yeah. it's
0: but it's only because we've said pills are the answer that those people have a job and that's where i argue is wow look at all the people who are doing who have a profession for something that i'm finding is becoming outdated right and i almost feel bad for like the coal miners back in the day that had to like, it's what they did. The only way they knew is getting coal because people fucking needed coal. And all of a sudden you had natural gas and no one need to fucking mine coal anymore. But some people still mined coal far after most people didn't need coal. Other countries. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, China. And well, now there's a bunch of fucking countries and a bunch of places that are fixing, curing people, fixing people, not mending people and keeping them just broken enough to keep them needing more. And they're actually like fixing people. And then for the first time, I'm looking at our country, not wanting to be a forefront and fixing people. Yeah, man. But I don't know, man. It's, it's fucking weird. It's weird. It, it throws me through loops.
2: The administration is not interested in that. They're not interested in America leading the way and helping. They, they, they know, it's been called policing the world, right? Yeah. When America did a lot of helping as well. I'm yeah. not denying the imperialism that is fucking chittery, but at the same time, there, there was a lot of good going on that stopped. Not and again, I'm not very knowledgeable. So me neither, man. But I, I all
0: everything no I just said was out of my ass. I don't. Uh... At the end of the day, man. I just want to have, you know, you
2: want to live your life. Be given the freedoms to succeed or fuck up and try again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's listen to some fucking Rush. That's what I say. Listen to them talk about to- it. That was a perfect drop right in the silence, man. That was very
3: skilled. I'm glad they didn't know. <laughs> there is I think they were There is trouble with the trees for the maple
0: Want to really find out what rhythm means,
3: really. this song, Rush in particular, I know.
0: (laughs) I hold my breath during some of those parts. It's like, do you just quit breathing for a second just so that you can just hear it all? Fuck yeah,
2: man.
0: That's nice one. <sighs> yeah, that's that's like has to be in my top five of the of their short songs. Not the yeah. epics, you know, not yeah. the big but of just their short songs. I mean it's that, it's Limelight, it's just, Working Man, uh Red Barchetta. Oh, Red Barchetta. Dude, when I watched Witch Hunt,
2: uh what's it called? Was it called Witch Hunt? It's on movie pictures too. Oh. It's about the witch trials. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. Witch it's hunt, spooky, yeah. which is really yeah.
2: cool. Love it. Uh,
0: man, yeah, so good.
2: I didn't like singles. You didn't? Uh, it feels weird. I feel like I'm whatever my age is. I'm so uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> that's funny, man. Yeah, I like, I have
2: that, that same thing with uh, the ultimate sin. Oh, sure. You know, 86. I'm just like, it reminds me of, and yeah. that's I don't like it. It's a great album. Both albums yeah. are great, but yeah. yeah shot in the was, dark I have a you'd laugh if you talked to Steve about it
0: shot in the dark yeah yeah oh hey shout out to Steve man he got a moose today
2: well at least his company did
0: Yeah, his company did yeah. where he's at yeah, yeah. he's with they got a big bowl today right
2: yeah it was nice huge
0: oh hey it's that time okay we'll be right back we're gonna go check barbecue All Right, we need to mix that and do some corn and then we'll be right back yep we're back again. Yeah, no, it's only, we're like two hours, man. It's been a pretty respectful, pretty, pretty, uh, on the listeners, you know, not, not expecting them to go right for, uh, true. what, what a yeah, I, I you know, <clears throat> something that, that, that was pretty tough this year, you know, I know you're old country guy, listened to, grew up on country, old country music. John Prine died. he's Do you listen to a lot of John Prine? Uh, it don't, doesn't ring a bell. No. Oh man, okay, yeah. Well, I, 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 I thought maybe you would have. No, he was a fantastic country musician, man. Cla- like from back in the, like yeah. a true, yeah. c- true country artist, man. Right. Uh Yeah, he came through Alaska quite a bit. Uh, but it's just been a weird year of lots of. Man, we've lost a lot of greats this year. Yeah, man. 2020 is cleansing a lot. Yeah, get in the microphone. 2020
2: is cleansing a lot. My bad. <laughs> You're good. You're good. I was just. I, all of a sudden, I realized I could
0: hear you, but I could hear you. There we go. Yeah. Um, you uh, know, it's. Yeah. What do you? I don't know, man. What, what do you? What are you looking forward to now? Like, what? What do, you, what do you want 2020 to end like? What do you want 2021 to be for you? What do you? You know, this has been kind of a reset, you know, and everybody's talking about the new normal. Everybody's talking about something that it needs to become like what what was, isn't, and what will be, will be.
2: Like, oh, man. I, you know, well, first off, I hope they find a cure for the COVID. Let's yeah. get that under wraps or, you know, but uh, obviously this is the regular stuff, man. Just to be happy, to move a little forward as a person and. You know, as a father and grandfather, make be better than I was last year. Uh Work hard. I mean, you know, a heart of hearts, I'd love to do some music, be able to play a live show somehow with whatever. But, I mean, overall, it's just a matter of a happy space and productivity, not yes. just happy because everything's, you know, whatever. Right. I'm thankful when bills are paid and there's money in the account and you can move on those stresses as someone who provides for that or lighten up a little bit yeah and i don't mean i got like a shit ton of money but that's not what i mean just those simple things like just 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 uh, just not worrying about whatever uh, as far as maintaining a home well and and something that's a place to lay down when you want to
0: and well here like here's here's you know something and I'm, i'm i'm in kind of the same boat you know it's it was tough for quite a while, especially when, you know, the roommates, Jason and Jada moved out and then COVID kind of everything happened and, and she's in the customer service industry. Right. And so customer service was the thing that was really hit, like Big time. boom, it's gone. And luckily being a mechanic, I was kind of considered essential. Right. So right. I never quit working. Shit's got to, cars got to stay on the road. Yep. And, um,
2: yeah. It, I do and, love the COVID traffic. I'll be
0: honest.
3: <laughs> For real, yeah. man.
0: For real. Well, I'm you know, I was gonna say it's you know, it it was it's nice to kind of be to a spot now, you know, six months in or whatever, five months in whatever it is. And um kind of not being you know, there was a moment there where shit was tight, mm-hmm. you know, money got tight, and all of a sudden it's not like we're rich again. But like you said, you can you can you know rent's coming up at the beginning of the month and you know you can pay it. And you just, it's there, yeah. right?
2: Well, you know, even just, you know, constant uh You can go to the work grocery coming, store. Even if you don't have it on hand, you know you're going to get there. Yeah. Well, that is nice. The, the I know many people experience the panic of not knowing where it's coming from. And it's been a real mindset to really, because we are what we think, right? Our, we decide our own fate, you know, 100%. and how we keep our mind, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, and uh, so that's been the lesson for real. And it's uh you know I just I like I'm just thankful I, I I wish some solidarity as humans as we were talking earlier, you know yeah. Uh, the polarization and everything sucks. It's been something I've always loved about uh you know you call it the metal community, of, I think musicians in general musicians and, in general, yeah. uh, there's always a it matter, you I mean? There's some quirky motherfuckers, right? And you know, you love them too. So, yeah. I mean, and and I have always found a way to. I mean, I've never come across somebody where if you didn't get along with them, there was a problem. Like if you didn't, you just right. didn't hang out. Yeah. Uh, at least on tour, you know, you didn't you just you just didn't hang out. That's just it. So, but I would say, you know, overall, like doing some of those festivals, like everybody is will nod at you or. You know, you got your huge guys, and they're usually got people around them and whatever. But other than that, I mean, everybody, just whoever, black, white, yellow, green. And it just sucks. I I wish, you know, we need more of that. People making these sacrifices just like they talk about, you know, just to be able to leave their house and not worry about it. If they get pulled over, not worry about it. That that's, well, that stuff sucks,
0: man. When you it does, man. And and when you th- okay, so when you think about it, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not saying you know you have all the answers or expecting you to have an answer. I'm just kind of more imposing the question in general, even to the people out there thinking about the conversation we're having. Um, what is it that could bring everybody together? What is it? What do you think it is that can make a group of everybody realize that the subsex of those people aren't different? I think it's
2: going to take time, man. It's going to take a, a constant change in mindset and more and more people. You yeah, know, but what's oh, the
0: motivator to make the different people who right now don't see themselves as the same as the other to, bu- to recognize that as a common goal existence. and to make it worth it? Existence. Do you think just amount of time with, around people?
2: I think, yeah, you need to, okay, you know, it's, it's, uh... there's assholes in everybody. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, yeah, you may run into somebody that's white, black, green, or yellow, that's a dick, and that sucks, and that dude's a dick, but there's many people, and most people are not, and yeah. they might be quirky, they might have some kind of issue with whatever but they're good people yeah and you you can sense that and tell that and uh, you know everybody at their home level has to just r- run their lives that way every day even if you run into you know i've heard rumble talk about you know he had he asked Rumble he's like what's your what was the worst gig and it was you know these reggae guys and you know and he hated saying it because he loves reggae and and they were dicks to him, but at the same time, that was just those dudes. Yeah. So that doesn't mean oh, uh, reggae bands are dicks. You know what I mean? Like exactly. That's not what they promote, anyway. So man, so it, so it, you know, it, 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 you know, it, the other extreme thing, and it's just I guess kind of pipe dreaming and whatever. But people in actual power, uh, a wave and a you know an epiphany of empathy. For everybody that has less than they do, would help shit quickly. Yeah, and I'm not saying that people with power or money and power don't don't help.
3: No, I understand. No, no. But But it seems
2: to me like a a swipe of it—not one dude or one woman, but all of Congress. Right. The minority needs to be this person that is stuck in the old way and
0: and and get and do your job. I know this. I know this may sound like beating a dead horse, but I I try and say it as much as I can. Flint, Michigan still has no water. Yeah, It's 2020. That happened nine years ago, everybody. Nine years. We've had a town in the U.S. without actual dependable drinking water for the city. And... The state of Michigan isn't doing anything. Congress isn't doing anything to enact any legislation with all the money that goes around and everything that happens to fix a town and their drinking water. And it's, it's, it, I believe it's what you exactly said, Mick. It's literally no one sitting in those seats puts themselves in the foot, in the shoes in the chair of the person sitting in flint right now depending on their walmart having clean drinking water in bottles for them they they don't do that and it is fucking disgusting
3: yeah
2: <laughs> i mean yeah that goes without saying i mean
0: it's it's empathy it is separatism those the people in those seats are convinced they're there because they're better than the rest and they deserve to be there. It's part of the problem with having elected people in the first place. Being elected inevitably makes a it inevitably builds a tower with someone at the top. It it it, 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 it calls into question the fact you're deserving of it. It is an ego thing. It's Such saying money, that man. saying that people chose me can't do anything but tell somebody they're deserving of that seat, right? And is With that the like- wrong
2: attitude. If you look at it like these people chose me so I need to honor this position and do what my constituents want. Right. And I need to do nothing else. Because I don't I'm not representing anything else. But the people who voted for me. Right. 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 And that's the problem, right? Sure. Other things get involved and I don't know what they are and obviously sure. I'm no speaking one, out no, of bullshit yeah. again but I'm just saying it. We both Looking are. Looking this far away and, you know, being but a, a sitting part as of this. people who vote. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame that money takes such a high role with everything. You know, you help me. You give me this for my donation. I assume some of this happens. You, yeah. you know, you give me my money. And then when I get in the office, I'm going to do this for you and shit like that. Uh, <laughs> it seems if you could take that out of it and you're here and you make this whatever that is already established right and that's it so but you know it, the temptation and yeah. the money that flows through it must be overwhelming it has to be look what these people are yeah of doing. course and who knows what it's like to i don't know what it's like to be someone in uh well, even at a civic well, level i know.
0: always kind of wonder I've always kind of wondered what it takes to be the type of person who fucking calls, who, who you know, who who yeah, it is, who feels the call to be a civil servant like that. I mean, I think it starts always from a place of good. It seems like it, I mean, but I also think there may be a little bit of a a, a kind of superhero complex. In that where they want to be the save the one to save right so maybe they will it with with the, the biggest mind and saving the most people maybe in the beginning they have to do a couple bad things because it'll get them to a higher seat faster well, uh, and they, yeah. they bite a couple things but but they can enact the most change further in the higher they get so maybe it's you know i i think it it while they may think in their own heads that they're willing to do the, they want to do the most good. They want to help people. That they're also willing to cast people aside to help more people. They,
2: you know, right. Well, also the foundations of all that we're talking about is building a that complex you're talking about of, you know, like superior, privileged people in power. Yeah. Over immigrants yeah. and everything else. I know. Which is crazy mindset, <laughs> you, know, you know. It's hard. Uh, uh, it,
0: it's it's hard for me
2: to well, think. I come into your living room and post up and tell you this is my house and uh, you're dumb and lesser <laughs> than me. Yeah. And so, therefore, get the fuck out yeah. and whatever. Figure it out.
0: Hello. <laughs> you know, I mean, Where does it It's hard for me to think that I could ever be convinced that that would be true me as a person and it makes me question the type of people who are I don't know man even if uh, they seem like good serving civil servants if they if they seem like they're doing something if you can be convinced of that
2: I mean I'm sure there are there's got to be I, I don't know yeah i don't know you know obviously there has to be obviously they're taking changes happening and you know like i said before though you can't do one without the other you need both points of view to work together because not everybody thinks the same way and unfortunately i think a lot of the public jumps on whatever not really knowing what they're talking about yeah that's why i always hesitate when we go in these conversations because there is a lot of lack of knowledge on my
0: part well, there is, but I don't think I think we're not. I, I don't think we're making, uh, you know, some of the things that people tend to do is make ought statements. This is what we ought to be doing now. Right. This is this is the thing we should be doing, uh, without any reason, evidence to back it up, only other than emotions and feeling driving right. that. I think me and you are having a conversation about what is, and we're we it it. I don't think we're being. I don't think we're casting dispersions on anything. I don't think we're speaking out of tongue and just talking about what is happening right right now. And I don't think we're making the jump from an is to an ought incorrectly. I don't. You know, we're not. Right,
2: man. Thank you. You feel a lot better.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You should. Well, hey, and like you said, uh, we just want to play metal, man. We just want to play fucking music. I love music. Let's make. So we're gonna do it. We're gonna end with some fucking Iron Maiden, and then I'm gonna read a couple poems. Cool. And then we're gonna go eat some fucking barbecue. I like that. Uh, so I think we're gonna do this song. This song will be called The Clairvoyant.
2: Do you want more history?
0: More history from you? If you want to give
3: it. Yeah, whatever.
2: If we're going too long, I give it here. What's this called? The Clairvoyant.
3: Oh.
2: I mean, I saw these guys in the L.A. farm somewhere in Time Tur.
0: <sighs> Back in, like, the prime, prime monsters. Oh, I think this may be the trail off yeah that's the trail off from the second song this is the song <laughs> I love this change coming up right here. It like two and a half hours, man, of what they get to hear. We've talked a whole hell of a lot more than that. <laughs>
3: oh,
0: <yeah>. Well, <clears throat> I like to do something where I end the uh, podcast with poetry and started doing this because I think it's nice for everybody to contemplate on something that is limerical, rhyming, playing, explorative. You know, hmm. let them maybe feel something a little different than they're used to, and so I write some. Are these your own poems? One will be, and one is not. Ah. And uh, I, I source these poems. I have friends who write poems. Um, uh, and I ask for nonsense poems. So nonsense poetry is a specific type of poetry where they have no one cohesive thought. It is just a kind of exploration of the mind to get words out that flow together that don't mean anything, but they are more of a um they are more of a statement of generality where you can find meaning from any from it in any way one would want. Right? Sounds like Alison Chang's <laughs> lyrics. Kind of. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're not yeah. far off. From it. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, this first poem here we go in the sunlight is this really my butt shining burning does anyone want to touch hairy glorious truly a sight my peach tree glistening in the light curse this loneliness and longing so dear the touch of your hand upon my rear long roads sweaty hands sliding down belted waistbands and big footprints in the sand. No one quite knows where this adventure will land. Private ships, barrels of booze, pirate hips. What a lovely cruise. Ah, uh, good. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's yeah. a just a nonsense, a nonsense poem that, yeah. it, you know, it, it inspires some feeling, but it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, maybe you smile. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh all right, here's one. This is the other poem for today. Uh it is not my Oh shit. You know what I forgot to do? What? I forgot to listen to our I'll do it after this. Okay. This one is called Just Breathe. Expired Labels Warn the Democrat of the Rabbit's intentions while dusty old bookshelves stare down. At the shaman with contempt. Updated lunchboxes sitting in green pastures of reminiscent exasperations long since past. Old ideas stir and fester in the minds of an ant at a picnic. Nothing sacred anymore, cries the crooked crane, curiously concerned considering his corrupt, confident demeanor. Why hasn't anybody put you in your place yet? Cool. That one is by Fitzhugh Willoughby is his name. Way to go, Willoughby. Yeah. He's a... That was uh, what we used to call him. (laughs) 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 Um, Anyways, uh, man, I forgot. I have a... So there's this guy named Falco. That's how I know him. His name is Falco. James? No, just Falco. And uh, he does guided meditation series for my podcast, and I usually play it about halfway through the podcast so people can meditate in the middle, but I'm just going to play it for us now, and then I'll insert it sometime in the middle of our podcast. This is, uh, yeah. Hey, welcome back to Falco's
1: 90-minute meditation hour. I'm your astrally projected inner truth self and part-time salt miner, Falco. All right, my astral friends, start by closing your eyes. Sit on your root chakras and let's meditate. Today's (laughs) lesson is on reincarnation. Put yourself into a prone, relaxed position. Start by asking yourself, are my past lives real? Wait, and see if you answer back. If you don't hear a response, it does not mean that you didn't have a past life. It simply means that whatever you were in your past life didn't speak. You could have been an acorn, or a sweet little South American squirrel chasing an acorn, or an elegant and exuberant bird of paradise flying high in the sky and watching far down on the ground a sweet little squirrel burying an acorn. (laughs) With practice and spiritual awakening, you may begin to access memories that are not of this lifetime. And they can be super healing. I have recognized in myself the memories of my past life as a thistle nestled sweetly in a tufted expanse of peat moss in an ancient bog in the desolate stretches of northern Siberia, slowly eaten and passed through the digestive tra- Whoa! It looks like we've done it again, friends! Well, I hope that you all live your past lives and future ones exactly like you want. Hare Krishna!
2: does that dude have a page man like uh that's funny shit
0: we've we've had messages back and forth about his need to start his own page and uh spread this to a bigger audience than just mine through my podcast dude (laughs) yeah that's falco he has a whole series he's done seven of them now (laughs) All about meditation and just maybe Oprah will have him on. Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's weird. I uh, I try. I'm, I'm trying to do things that are fun in my brain and constructive. But like you remember, before we had all these commercials that yeah. we were just constantly, and it's been real hard for me to want to do that. Like it's still in my head, but I feel like man, oh, you
2: should do it. It drives you, just like you said. You know, yeah. whatever you tickles yeah. your fancy, there
0: yeah. you go. Well, that's why I'm kind of putting all my energy into this, all my energy into reading stupid poems that don't mean anything. Uh, you know, poetry's well, kill man. But 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 mostly, I want to keep this going. I, I think that it it one it it means something to me to be able to have friends that want to talk and do this. Two, it means something to me because I'm also giving exposure to people who I think mean something to the world. Like that's, that's part of why awesome. I love doing this is, is everybody I've met all the, who, who maybe no one outside of Portland knows or something like that, but everyone knows someone outside of here and then they listen and then people would see it and it just t- kind of turns into this bigger thing where I can let the world know about people who need to be known about. And, um, I don't know, man, that's why I wanted you here because I think you're a uh, fucking I'll treasure ah. of a human and uh, a musician. Everyone should know, uh, and but bigger than that, just a kind of a person that I think everybody would benefit from having as a friend, man. Oh, thanks, man. I love you too. Bit for real, well, let's go uh, eat some bar. Oh, yes. Sorry. No. No. You know. <laughs> I'm glad everybody got that. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, man.
2: Uh, it's a blessed man who has friends. Say those kind of things, and I'm just thankful. And
3: yeah, well, I, be I, a good I, man I, or don't.
0: Well, I've said, <laughs> I've said, I've said, uh, mm. I've said this quote before. Um, it is uh, you can tell a lot about the man who asks nothing from his friends, and uh, or or wait, that's not quite how it goes. Is it, it, you can tell a lot about the man who. Uh, provide oh that's that's that you can tell a lot about his friend uh, you can tell you can tell a lot about a man who gives to his friends and asks for nothing in return right that's the one yeah that's the one that's what i meant to say yeah man. You can... yeah and uh live well it. that's it man. It means more than just uh success it absolutely does and for all of you out there still here still listening through our rambling and our music and everything <laughs> else that we've done to fill this two and a half hours yeah. uh I sincerely love you. I hope you are all making it in this crazy world and have a place that you can find solace and relaxation and uh, help yourself be a better self tomorrow than you were today. And with that, I bid you drive like you know each other. Later, dudes. Later. Oh, that's the wrong one. This is the right music. (laughs) Later,
3: dudes. I almost played the other one.